Trust me, I think she's <laughs> the first time it's a girl and she has over that woman. Oh, Soon as we are the big four, I see myself a career for my tour. How much can I say I'm hunted and more? But it's never reached me before, me no know a war. I love the way she looks, her pretty face and smile got a hold on me. And the way she moves, in a the dance when I'm running on her body. Get away, she's mine. This girl I don't wanna share with nobody. It's Man Crush Monday. Everything Michelle Montano and Soka Star. Celebrating men today. So it's all about Michelle and his collabs. And this one you're hearing the voice of Sean Paul. Adoptee. <laughs> I love the way she looks, her pretty face and smile got a hold on me. And the way she wish in a dance when I'm planning on her. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I don't wanna share with nobody. It didn't take no Happy Monday. New week, new day, new opportunities. Let's get up. Get out and get to it. You got life. As long as there is life, there is hope. This one over Toko Loco. Voice of Michelle Montano. Wake up! When I'm singing to you, girl. Yo, I am 
want me to try to hold it back Tell me baby do you like it like that when I rock with you Shaking your leg, tapping your fingers. I know you gotta be moving something. You can't help it. It's soca music. Move it Monday in soca style. And of course, we're, today we're doing hashtag MCM Man Crush Monday as requested by our lovely Javet. And we do not disappoint. Featuring Michelle Montano and his collabs today. When it's about into the light and your body looking right, no constellation in the sky could ever take a shine. I'll travel a million miles just to look up. Coming up shortly, we're gonna have the headlines from around the world. Stories. A lot happened over the weekend. Haven't heard this one in a while. Let's go! One more time. Uh, all she say she wanted was one wine from me. All she say she needed was a little bit of my time. You haven't been to a soca party, you have not lived. Let me just say that. To my wine, she said, Are you gonna 
more time and then we can squeeze in one more and then it's into the headlines we go. Need to pull that one up. One wine always turns into another and another. One thing about a soca party, you can't go there with your inhibitions. So you gotta leave them outside. Are you gonna hurt me? Am I a statistic? A victim of your circumstances? Or will I just get evicted? From this love is safety. Please don't disappoint me. Not this time. Give me one more. everyone logged on and listening on qmzradio.com the quality music zone thank you to everyone listening on johnoradio.com thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens on moments with me you're listening to coffee into world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our reviews step to the side let me see your profile nobody giving me the sign y'all say your wall if it up like girls gone wild do it your wine say you make me follow anything you want say you know i'm going all out stick to the plan cause you know we can't follow right by your side anytime that you call Say push it up and wine for me Girl, drop it on, have a time for me Yo, so much a girl make a line for me Yo, but you alone, you design for me Come take your time away The voice of Michelle Montano alongside Cully Buds I'm feeling low, low, you make me get up and go, go When you wind up in a slow-mo, none of them can't do it like yo, yo Remember to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments On Instagram, Moments on the Score with on the Score, me on the Score Media And also on TikTok, Moments with Me Media And me in everything is M.I. Of course, if you want to be a part of the conversation Join us here in Clubhouse, download the Clubhouse app It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores here at Coffee and Toe, even though we get serious with the current events from around the world, it's still a vibe. And let 
let's go. It is time for us to get into the headlines. Here's what we have coming up for you today. In the Caribbean corner out of Barbados, Ashanti twerks up in Barbados, ends Hennessy artistry with Puffy. Out of the Cayman Islands, some progress made in parliamentary code of conduct. Gradual deployment of 2,000 U.S. troops in Haiti recommends white. Bar shooting in St. Lucia kills a British national, injures others. Out of St. Vincent, Prime Minister Gonsalves calls in the United States to leave Cuba alone. In Trinidad and Tobago, PNM internal election results on Monday. And out of Jamaica... Condolences pour in as dance hall Idonia and wife lose nine-year-old son. Latin American corner Colombia says agreement made with ELN rebels on displaced people on the international scene. At least nine people drown during baptism ceremony in Johannesburg. Major cities in China ease COVID-19 restrictions after protests. Indonesia's Mount Seremu unleashes lava river, or sorry, unleashes lava river in new eruption and. Iran says hijab law is under review. And this is as state media dismisses claims fair to morality police has been abolished. In the In My Opinion segment, how British colonialism killed 100 million Indians in 40 years. And stories out of North America. Blinken vows U.S. support for Israel despite unease over government. Suspect in Massachusetts couple's murder arrested in Miami Beach. Body of a seven-year-old Texas girl found FedEx driver arrested. Man jumps to his death from a California Disneyland park in structure. Mississippi Walmart shooter sentenced to death. We're going to have those stories and more. In business and tech news, hmm, Delta is making some changes to how you access them. I'm going to talk about that. Sports news. Some people are saying that uh, Deion Sanders sold out, but did he? Hmm. We're really going to talk about that one. In Believe It or Not, stores five suspects arrested for keeping a woman caged as a sex slave in a Georgia home. On the entertainment scene, Jeffrey Epstein's estate settles civil suit with Virgin Islands for more than $105 million. Nia Long slams Boston Celtics for publicizing Ime Udoka's affair with female staffer. These stories and more after Little More Soka to get us going. Oh, oh girl, oh yeah. Hey, take it slow, show them who in control. Soka Stalin, Movie Monday. You will get excited. We're featuring Michelle Montano. Man Crush Monday as requested. They'll try to pull you down, but I know you are Soka's bound to wake you up. Let's go. Every day, yeah. 
of Chris Martin. This is him with Michelle Montana. Turn up the speakers, get them you started. Let that sweat drip, 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 dr
Girl, I love how you do that and you knew that You say you are rude, girl, I said true that Are you ready for this? That's all I ask Must make you sweat before you climax Wet when you rotate, girl, you're so great Bend your back, roll, waist like your bold face Make me want to my own place Squeezing you tight like you're my soulmate When your body on my body Listen, AT&T, you're not going to get me down this morning. You're not going to get me upset today. You want me to take you on. You know I can take you on. Now we gonna be sweet. Gonna make you not gonna make me mad today. I got my soca music. I got rum in my coffee. I'm good. We're gonna ride these tech issues right out. I should probably sprinkle some rum. <laughs> you know, that's always good to get rid of those evil spirits. <laughs> oh boy. Not today, Satan. Not today. Get back. Girls in the world, but you are danger. Working up your waistline and pushing back that sexy bumper. I wanting to keep on my mind. Yes, Javette, pour yourself a bottle. I don't care if it's Haitian rum, Jamaican rum, Cuban rum. Wherever the rum is from, as long as it's in the Caribbean, it will be good rum. Always puts me in a good mood. Probably too much of a good mood. And nothing matters. Alright, you know what? It's time for me to get started. I'm having too much fun this Monday morning. Something about soca music. Yes, I am addicted. Yes, Flor Recara is absolutely delicious. Reaction whining like a champion. If you have not, you know what? I should not be endorsing this right now. But if you have not tried rum and ting, you don't know what you're missing. Whining like a champion. Ting in the glass bottle, not the one in the plastic bottle. I don't know what that is. Alright, I promise this is the last one and we're gonna get into it. <laughs> We've got a lot to chop up today. Woo, feeling real good though. Having a wonderful morning so far. I just want to spread the love, spread the vibe. And Soka does that for me. Hope it's doing it for you too. Folks, it's time for us to go ahead and get started. We're gonna start off in the Caribbean court. I'm a little out of breath, bear with me. Too much dancing. 
Thank you, Coffee. Thank you so much. And for our first story out of Barbados. That's the voice of Ashanti. That's her alongside Michelle Montano. So the story is Ashanti twerks up in Barbados and Hennessy artistry with Puffy. And yes, we're kicking it off with enter good entertainment news out of the Caribbean. Yeah, don't usually start that way, right? <laughs> Doing it a little different today after all. Who says we can't mix it up a bit? So Ashanti twerked in Barbados national colors alongside one of Barbados's biggest entertainers, DJ Puffy, to end her set and Hennessy Artistry 2022 on a really big high. Puffy told Loop News City, D Ashanti's DJ is my friend. Ashanti listen listens to my mixes and live streams and lets me know all the time. So it was fun to vibe with her on stage at home. Yep. That's the moment from Hennessy Artistry that many may remember if they think about highlights from the Hollywood Walk of Fame recipients set at Kensington Oval. City, Puffy, and Ashanti came together to the sound of Ashanti's soccer hit with Michelle Montano. The road. I gotta get my breath together. <laughs> Besides that moment for thousands of spectators, it was the colors, the body, the body. You know, we don't say body, the body. Yeah, she has a banging body. The moves and the fit that won them more than the vocals. Um, <clears throat> let me make no comment there. I will want to agree. <laughs> All right. Um, so good for you, Ashanti, living it up. Nothing like being in the Caribbean. It's a whole different vibe. The energy is certainly different. Tell you that much. All right. On to our next story. We head on over to the Cayman Islands. Some progress made on parliamentary code of conduct. Story courtesy of CaribbeanLoopNews.com. As a matter of fact, today's stories, all of today's stories are courtesy of CaribbeanLoopNews.com. All right, so we get that out the way. According to a Freedom of Information request that was dated November 18, 2022, some progress has now been made on the Parliamentary Code of Conduct. Based on the FOI, the first draft of the Parliamentary Code of Conduct was presented to the PMC Council members by the chairman on May 13, 2021. Subsequently, the Honorable Premier sent a second draft to members of the Council on February 21, 2022, and it presented at the Council meeting on March 17, 2022. Regarding the rules impacting members of Parliament, the draft of the Parliamentary Code of Conduct provided by Parliament's FOI manager states that MPs shall observe the following rules of conduct. Members shall base their conduct on a consideration of the public interest. Avoid conflict between personal interest and the public interest and resolve any conflict between the two at once and in favor of the public interest. 
A member shall not act as a paid advocate in any proceeding of the parliament. A member shall not accept any bribe to influence their conduct as a member, including any fee, compensation, gift, favor, or reward in connection with the promotion of or opposition to any bill or motion or any other matter submitted or intended to be submitted to the parliament or to any committee of the parliament. A member shall fulfill conscientiously the requirements of any enactment in respect of the registration of interests. A member shall always be open and frank in drawing attention to any relevant interest in any proceeding of the parliament or its committees and in any communication with ministers, members, public officials, or public office. Hmm. Information which members receive in confidence in the course of their parliamentary duties should be used only in connection with those duties and such information must never be used for the purpose of financial gain. Members are personally responsible and accountable for ensuring that their use of any expenses, allowances, facilities, and services provided from the public purse is in accordance with the rules laid down on these matters. Members shall ensure that their use of public resources always supports their parliamentary duties. It should not confer any undue personal or financial benefit on themselves or anyone else or con for undue advantage on a political organization. Members shall never undertake any action which would cause significant damage to the reputation and integrity of the parliament as a whole or its members generally. Now, where an MP violates the parliamentary code of conduct, section 12.1 of the draft parliamentary code of conduct says that a violation of the code of conduct may be punished or by reprimand or punished by reprimand or admonition, suspension from the house and expulsion. While the terms of the final parliamentary code of conduct are unknown to the public, the final version is expected to be presented to parliament soon. And many people might be wondering, okay, so this is not referring to Jamaica. So why is she reading all of this? I'm reading it because I think it is something that should be a blanket for any government, for anyone who wants to be a parliamentarian or anyone who wants to be a politician being a representative of the communities that they serve. For example, too often politicians, they're not adhering or living up to that which they promised. Instead, they are making moves and decisions and enforcing um, certain <laughs> laws. They want certain bills in place to appease their supporters who fund them. People don't fund for the sake of funding. They are funding because they have an agenda that they need to have carried out. They need things to go in their favor. 
which is not why you're there to serve your community. You're not serving that individual or that corporation. You're serving the people. You want to ensure that there is equity, there is fairness. So I applaud the Cayman Islands for taking this step. But not only taking the step to implement, but to also hold them accountable, the politicians, the parliamentarians accountable, if they are found guilty. And I am here for it. Be suspended. Be expelled. Understand why you get into politics. It's not about you and your friends. It's not about you and those with whom you rub shoulders. It's about the people, servitude, serving your country, doing what's right for everyone across the board, what's beneficial. Now, I'm not saying that their um, countries don't have a code of conduct by which politicians and parliamentarians ought to um, abide. I'm not saying they don't have it, but I don't hear about it. And if there is, if there are, where is the enforcement? Right? So, good job, Cayman Islands. Good job. Our next story. Can you please translate for me? I do not speak Creole. Okay, next story. Out of Haiti. Gradual deployment of 2,000 U.S. troops in Haiti recommends white. The former United States ambassador to Port-au-Prince for 2012 to 2015, Pamela Ann White, recommends the gradual deployment of 2,000 American soldiers in Haiti in order to face the evil which triumphs in the country. In a column published on December 2 in the Washington Post, the diplomat paints a gloomy picture of Haiti, citing the socioeconomic crisis and the violence of armed gangs. Rival gangs are killing husbands, in front of their wives and raping mothers in front of their children. Cholera is raging and babies are dying. The streets are war zones, White says in the text. Children recovering from gunshot wounds lie on cardboard beds outside previous months, trying to escape hell on earth, she describes. In order to help the country, which she says is suffering into unbearable hardship, White recommends the Biden administration gradually dispatch 2,000 armed law enforcement officers who can protect people trying to provide help. Send a few hundred at a time over six months with little fanfare. It seems like we're talking behind closed doors about what can't be done. Good men and women, stop doing nothing. Evil triumphs, insists Pamela. In addition, the diplomat denounces a lack of sense of urgency on the part of the media or politicians in the United States, vis-a-vis -vis their neighbor. The media should cover the crisis in Haiti, show the brutality of the gangs, highlight the people clinging to rotting wooden, wooden rafts, make videos of dehydrated and angry children fighting for a living, she hammers. This year, Pamela supported tooth and nail the idea of a deployment of international forces in Haiti, invited at the end of September to a hearing of the Congress's Foreign Affairs Committee, she had argued that boots on the ground were needed now. She said it's time to stop pretending that normal diplomacy will work in Haiti. 
Haiti is a failed state. There is no legitimate government, no judicial system, no parliament. There is a weak police force unable to stop the gangs who now rule over 60% of the capital. There is no chance of planning elections in the context of the current security crisis. In addition, she recalled that the Haitian capital has the highest number of kidnappings in the world and that every week people are shot and burned. No intervention without a consensus. In October, the government of Ariel Henry had requested an international military intervention in order to face the armed gangs which terrorized the population in Haiti. The United States, which supports this approach, would like Canada to take the lead in this intervention, but the Canadian authorities are playing the card of caution. Canada is very open to playing an important role, but we must have a Haitian consensus, said Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on the issue during a meeting on Haiti held on November 20. The Canadian Prime Minister had indicated that Canada was working in collaboration with the Caribbean community and political actors in Haiti in order to reach a consensus on the subject. It is not enough for the government to ask for help, he said. There must be a consensus between the government and the opposition. If we want to resolve the enormous issues and challenges facing the Haitian people, we must have an agreement, a political harmony that is very clear on the way forward, he said. Meanwhile, Canada and the United States have announced in recent weeks sanctions against a dozen Haitian political figures. On November 20, the Canadian Prime Minister announced sanctions against former President Michel Martelly and two former Prime Ministers, Prime Ministers, sorry, Laurent Lamoth and Jean-Henri Siant. These political figures are accused of having participated in the financing of the activities of armed groups in the country and are subject to a ban on transactions in Canada which will have the effect of freezing any assets they may hold there. All these accusations were denied by the targeted man. Some have already taken steps to have their names removed from this list, where there were already those of the senator in office, Ronnie Celestine, or the former senator, Herb, also sanctioned by the United States for illicit drugs. Is it my phone? Moments, you're on mute. Good morning, everyone. No, it's not your phone. Are you hearing me? We hear you now. Yes, we're hearing you now. Not sure I had the red bar. Just look down. What? Tell me what was the last thing you heard me say. Uh, the politicians trying to remove their names from. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, Rosolo. Appreciate that. So the long and short of the story, the upshot of the story is that Pamela White, who is a former diplomat in um, Haiti, is suggesting that 2,000 boots be put on the grounds in Haiti, but done quietly. Hasn't the U.S. done enough already as far as Haiti is concerned? Of course. The other reason why, one other reason why, 
um, all this modding that take place in the Haiti right now. You know what I mean? Because uh, uh, people are idiots. People know what takes place um, or what role they have to play in uh, the destruction of Haiti. And we talked recently as well with the, um, the, the, the president. You know what I mean? The former president, where you don't know what I talk about. You get me? So, yo, you know, I don't know what if them find some kind of resources over there or is them just want to capture the land <laughs> or them just have this this hate towards Haiti and its people but yo them 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 them, them do enough them are doing enough from from decades now you know what I mean centuries because of them need to remember to if I never for Haiti then wouldn't have some part of America if I never for, for Haiti you get me, I say? Uh, some of the Haitians them go over there and fight in a, in a them war so that they couldn't claim uh, some part of America from uh, 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 from the British or, or some, something like so. I don't remember. France, back on it. I think it was the Louisiana Purchase. I think France lost so much money in the war with Haiti that they had to sell Louisiana to the United States. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, they're, doing, they're trying to capture the land and the resources, just like uh, the guy from Haiti said. In, um, one of the previous rooms uh, that Moments was hosting. It's like they come in and they say, we're going to do like, oh, we're going to do charity work. We're going to build houses. We're going to do this. And then next thing you know, like the whole mountaintop is missing. And they, they're yeah. trying to dig for uranium and they're looking for diamonds. And it's like, what are, you what are you talking about? I thought this was a nun or a priest. It's just undercover agents. It's still COINTELPRO. So you got to be careful. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Plus, them need to make um, um, here to get back them, them, them money. Well, them appeal to the former slave masters then, and the descendants of them, them slave masters, them ancestors slave masters. So they go on Haiti, them go, them start the problem, and then them try to come in with a solution. That, that, that America's favorite thing, all right? We are gonna, this is what we are going to do. And we are going to start that problem here, and then we are going to make the world, and we are going to push this narrative, use the media, push this narrative, make it look like the Haitian people that are do this thing here, and then we just have to come in and, and make it look like, so, yes, and we are the savior, and we are coming with the solution. But, really and truly, this is what we are trying to do. Yo, them, 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 them try to land here, and resources, and we need this. So, we are going to go over there, mash up the place, do all sorts of madness, and then we are going to come in like the savior, and just take away what we need for take away. Probably when we're done with it, we just give them back the little crumbs and then them fend upon them own and just call it a day. Yo, them, they are some sick, evil entities, may I tell you, man, them people, may I tell you. But so, what, what, so, thank you, Alpha. So, what we need um, to present pretty much solutions, right? What are some ways that Haiti can move forward? Because we keep hearing about the problems, and the only thing we keep hearing about is putting military. It not worked before. It has not been successful. Now, they need to be specific with their headlines because they're making it seem as though it's the entire Haiti that's going through this crisis. No, it is not. Do I believe that things are happening? Yes. Do I believe that things are exaggerated or embellished for the want of a better term? Yes. I do believe so. I'm not saying there's not a crisis. 
But you see, you have to paint a terrible picture to garner the support to be able to move forward, right? Because you can't make it look slight. Otherwise, you're not going to get the true effect. You're not going to get the outcome that you're looking for. But we're yet to hear anybody stand up and take accountability for the demise of Haiti, the country and its people. Time and time again, we read reports of the rafts and the boats that are um, traveling across the, the, the sea to get to Florida. And they're always sent back. Quicker than anybody else, I will tell you that, based on the news reports. Real quick. But the answer, I don't believe, is military in Haiti. They don't want the United Nations there because the United Nations um, personnel that go there abuse the women and children. They're raped, sexually assaulted. So they don't want them there either. What there needs to happen, and we don't need the U.S. appointing a leader for Haiti. That hasn't worked well. Hasn't worked in the past. It's not going to work. So I would strongly suggest that the U.S. think some, of something else. I'm not from Haiti. I don't have relatives in Haiti. I don't have friends on the ground in Haiti. But I would love to be able to hear from the people there exactly what it is that they're requiring, that they're requesting. And is it that nobody is hearing or listening to them because they're not telling them what they want to hear? Is that it? Because we're like that as humans, you know. Oh, if you're not telling me what I want to hear, I, I'm not interested in hearing what you have to say. I'm not interested in helping you get to the next level or be better or do better. No. That's... Good morning, James. Go right ahead. Morning, morning, everyone. Yeah, I think, I think it's sad, but I think military has to be a part of it because I think it's gotten out of control so much that um, where it is now, like it cannot be solved without military. But I think most importantly, like funding, like they need, like America need to sit down, like they're, they're in talks with Canada already. You know, they have sent billions of dollars to Ukraine. They have to sit down and say, how much money can Canada come up with? How much can the US come up with? And sit down with the, with the French government too, because the French government have taken the most out of Haiti. They're, they're the reason why Haiti is like this. Sit down with the French government and say, look, you have to step up and, and, and put some money because the reality is that it, it's, it, it's a failed state and, and it, it's going to pose more, more problems to like America than, than, than France. So the American government need to make sure that French government step up financially and do something. I think where military is, is concerned, um, America is not the right place to provide military help. You know, it would be, it would be good if maybe they could talk to like 
the Nigerian government and get like Nigerian special force going in to help them out or, or something like that. But some some type of special force that the people don't have any any like because they they the history of America American um, soldiers and 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 the, the UN and stuff like that leave a bad taste in, in people's mouth. So like they they don't have any um. People are not going to accept them there. Even if they go to do good, people are going to remember the, the, the from the past. So I believe that maybe like, you know, Nigeria, um, Canada might might be able to, they, they might trust the Canadian force a, a little bit more than the American force. But yeah, I think money, they, they have to they have to fund the country first. They, need, they can't just go in and um, because... Those um, guerrilla forces in 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 similar to some of the ones in in Nigeria, like somebody have to be funding them. Like where they get all these money from? Where they get all these guns from? So America have to cut off the pipeline of the guns. Cut off the pipeline of the guns that coming in there because Haiti don't make guns, and Haiti have enough guns that they, they 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 are killing off people in their country and they are supplying Jamaica with guns. So they they have a ton load of guns. So it must be coming from somewhere. So, yeah, they have to cut off the pipeline, put some money in there and get, you know, other special forces to go in and, and help and help with help the police force and, and the, the local military, train them, give them weapon and, and, you know, be there for for a while until Haiti, you know, calm down a bit. But mm-hmm. it, it's sad, though. <sighs> um. What are the Haitians asking for exactly? What are their requests? James, Trudeau has said they're willing to help, but it has to be upon the request of the Haitians. They're not going to go in there and bombard, and I don't blame him. You have to be careful. I agree that there needs to be a meeting with the U.S., Canada, and um, France and do right by them. But when we talk about putting a purse together, money and funding, what exactly are we doing with the money? How is it going to be used effectively? What are the things that are going to be targeted with this money? And who are we gonna, good morning, and who are we gonna trust with this money? That too. That part too, Javed. Who is going to manage it for them? Because it's easy for us to say, give them back the money, but we give Haiti back the money and then what? Who is going to oversee to see to it that the infrastructure is repaired, that hospitals are brought up to speed, schools, access to water, electricity, reasonable prices affordability go right ahead, go yeah, ahead so, mo- so, so even even if they're sending because they have um a lot of these um just say like canadian firms like if they don't want to go with america they have a lot of these canadian firms who um build highways bridge bridges and um high-rise building and stuff like that just say the government come together and and the money that's funded they say like okay we're going to send in this 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 company um to go and to to build, just say we're going to start and build like 50 schools, we're going to build back some of the roads and stuff like that. 
Um, we're going to take our expertise and we're going to get someone boots on the ground to, to find um, people there with, with certain skill level and, 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 you know, and day laborers and stuff like that to, to, to be the people that, that the, labor, the labor that don't really take certain skills that if they don't have it, then the company can provide it, the skilled people and Haiti can provide the laborers. But infrastructure have to be the infrastructure have to be the first thing because as we heard, um, school has been out for, for like months now. So that that have to be priority. Like going going there, putting up schools, um, fixing hospitals, and yeah, and just and just make sure that the Haiti can trade. Because remember, like trade and stuff like that was cut off from America and from a lot of countries outside of America too, that their farmer can start trading back and forth, especially to, you know, like America, Canada, where um, a lot of people from Haiti are in the diaspora. So like, yeah, it, they have to start from somewhere. We just can't sit down and, and do nothing. And while you might not be able to trust people 100%, but something have to be done. Can't just leave them to... to but James, who's going to protect these people that we're bringing in? Because just because, I mean, you have rebels going around, um, like you just said, killing. You don't think that they're going to try to come and kill people that are trying to fix up the country? Yeah, but that's that's why the lady, remember that the. the um, the parliamentarian said special force, and in special force there to, to protect people while they're trying to build back the country. Yeah, but they just can't. No, because it's it's not, it's been done before. It's been done in 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 um in Iraq, it's been done in, in Afghanistan, it's been done in It has not been done in Iraq and Afghanistan because they're still fighting. And mm -hmm. they're just using the weapons that we gave them to help fight, they're still fighting. Where no, has it been done? No, I need no, but, but, concrete but, places where it's done. And it's not, it hasn't been done. No, what, but, what they, no but, but what, what happened in, in those countries is because they go, they, 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 they go and they train them and they give them weapons. And, and they use the same weapon that was given and turned back around on the people. You're not going to Haiti to give weapon. You're going there to to stand with the, 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 the police force. You're going there to, to um, provide security for those who are re helping to rebuild the country, you know? But they, they, have, they have to do something, like sitting down. It's better to try something and it don't work than to just sit down and let people just die. Because it's, it, like, remember um, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton said the worst mistake in his political life is um, not being able to to, to um, prevent the genocide. I think it was Rwanda genocide or so, where America was afraid to go in there. They didn't want anything to do with it. And let people, let millions of people just die because they didn't want to step in. And we don't want that to happen in Haiti because the, the, the violence there is real. It's not like a figment of imagination. I don't think it's something that has been embellished or whatever. I think it's real. And I think, you know, like, it's probably even more than what's coming out there. More things is probably happening. So, James, let me ask you. James, let me ask you a quick question. I'm sorry, moments. No, no, no. Go right ahead. I'm doing some research here on Haiti. Go right ahead. 
how did it end in Rwanda and how did it end? I'm not sure if it's me, but you're breaking up. Uh, how did it end in Rwanda, James? Yeah, how did the killings end? Well, millions, millions of people died. Millions of people died until it just, it just, I don't know exactly how it ended, but I, all I know is that at the end of it, millions of people died. Like, generations. I'm not, I'm died. not defuting, I'm not defuting that. I want to know how were they able to get their country back or is the country back? Well, if, no, if we can find if we can find the map to that, if we can find the map to that, then I would agree with what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't need yeah, any more examples. I don't need I, any more examples. I just need I to know it, the map to that. I think it helped when the Rwanda government when the Rwanda government and the government of Congo uh, maybe some international help as well um, was able to get involved and everybody sit down and talk, to, talk and try to put certain things aside and you know what I mean just try to rebuild uh, the country you know what I mean um, Congo at the time I did them thing but Rwanda kind of like far ahead um, you know for them um, development than Congo but so that's my point. Place. That's yeah. my point I'm trying to make. Until the people of Haiti find a way to get on top of what they need and what they want and have a strategy for that, it don't it, it's not gonna matter who come in and give them money. The right. people of Haiti are gonna have to say, I am fed up with this frackinackle. And this is what we're going to do. If that means that you have to get rid of an entire rebel force, and I don't have to say how, then we're going to do that and move on. It's not going to well, end. Um, well, one of, one of, the, one of the, 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 the um, leaders, well, the media painters, a gang leader, which, you know, I guess he kind of is. He's a rebel. Yeah, he's a rebel. Put that there. He's a rebel. Um, when he barbecue, I actually did an interview with one of these media outlets um, from over here. I, I, don't, I don't remember which one of them. Uh, was it Vice? Uh, it don't matter. Vice. Just Yeah, it don't but, matter yeah. which one, yeah. But yeah, um, so they go over there and interview and they tell the problems what take place and what they need to move forward. And <laughs> Stick up in Afro. Can you give yeah. us some specifics in terms of the problems and the needs? That, what were some of the things? If, if you can give us even two or three of the things that he highlighted specifics well them said no one over um like them in basically talk about how the government the u.s government come in and uh, do what them hours what must say them hours i do you know what i mean and it's like you must say they might interfere and honestly honestly a couple weeks ago i watch it i really remember exactly what he said however i can't find answer to you okay yeah because yeah. we need to hear specifics because what we're hearing are blanket statements and you know we're not able to have an active conversation yeah, with those specifics it, as it relates yeah i would appreciate that so um daily life in haiti began to spin out of control just um hours and this is a couple months ago right after the prime minister spoke about fuel subsidies being eliminated and of course when you eliminate that um it caused prices to double and 
with just as with other quote unquote third world countries where the majority of the people are living um, paycheck to paycheck, so to speak, it puts a burden, an economic burden. And we all know that um, fuel is the foundation of every economy because it, that is what keeps the economies going, whether we want to accept it or not, because that's how we are able to transport goods and move around to offer ser excuse me, services. Um, so one thing they're asking for is an ease to the economic burden that they have been bogged down with because the price of fuel and basic goods are astronomical for them, making it hard for them to survive. All right. And unfortunately there is chaos as a result when people are frustrated when people are tired, they're sick and tired, and nobody is listening, this is what we have. And clearly, the government, in my opinion, the government doesn't seem to want to do anything about it. It is better to put back in the subsidy. Yes, it may be an economic burden on the country's fiscal situation, but we have to think about the people. And they're not going to stop until you start listening to them. And that's what they want. We are crying out about the, 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 the inflation that has soared 30% or more. That's, that's part of the issue in Haiti. They don't want any more leaders in place that are put there by the U.S. government. That's another thing that they're crying out about. They do not want them there. The other concern that they're crying out about is the United Nations coming there, which I mentioned earlier. They don't want them there because they're sick and tired of the United Nations representatives coming in and raping their women and children, taking advantage of them. They say they're sick of it. They are sick of it. The, the issue I have is that I feel that it could be handled in a more diplomatic manner. But guess what? Diplomacy has not worked. So can I blame them? What is sad is that they're killing each other. They're killing each other in the process, and that's not what they should be doing. And I think it's out of anger and frustration and just plain being fed up. Them not want the Moving to gone again. centuries ago and wiped out a vast majority of the Taino population. So these are some of the things that they have highlighted. What other things are there? I'm sure there are other things. But they need Ariel to go. And anybody in the U.S. put in there, that it's, the unrest is going to continue. True. So... Right. So, the, the so here, yeah. go ahead. 
okay thank you i'll have to be i'll have to look at it after the show but yeah so those are some things that have been presented if if the if ariel cares about the carnage stopping he will have to address the economic situation first and foremost first and foremost he will also have to reassure them that the UN will not come in and the US will not come in. He'll have to assure them that. And this is just me on the outside looking at. I don't know. Go right ahead. No, you you you're correct, you know, because <laughs> you're correct because uh Mababa, Mababa Haitian. When we go to in school, couple of my classmates them are Haitian. So me and them will sit down and we talk. You know what I mean? I know the barber thing girl, when you go to the barber shop, yeah, you're gonna have conversation. So Mababa and I think majority, uh, let's see, uh, but three, three of them are the barber shop are Haitians. The one who own the barber shop and him got two other Haitian barbers. So them customers, of course, in the local area of South Florida, couple, a couple of Haitians here. So them come in and the conversations part. You know, so I tell them, say, oh, you know, I love to visit Haiti and stuff like that. And them tell them, say, no, no, go to Haiti right now. Um, because this is what take place. I'm going to say, we'll see what's going on. And then, the, 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 you know what I mean? The reasons start. And we all agree it's done on design. The US and other foreign entities come in and them do what they need for the, for cause a problem. And they must say, the people, them just, the, the list of things we just named out a while ago. Basic needs, um, basic needs, uh, stop having the US or whoever come in. And I do a sort of man of evil, because I evil it name, what them I do, you know, they, them talk about all of these stuff, you know, um, as I was going to say, years, years ago, but then I forgot this um, documentary I watch, and them I show the Haitians, them, you know, I guess them have a spot where them can go and sell like, that market goods and stuff like that, and there, there was a bridge, and they don't say the soldier them allow the Dominicans them to use the market, and let make the Haitians them stay there oh, like on the outside and wait and wait. And like the people them say, hey, let this stuff fear one not do. We are we, trying to sell just like them for make money just the same. And them wouldn't make the people them go until closing time them say, oh you area close and, and the Haitians have to go home. We have to go travel back all far with them goods and see if they can try and come back again whenever it is for, 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 um, get for them spot in the market. So a long time they might do them something here. And the, the, over the DR side, they might they demand just as well. Because they, they don't like nobody to the point they might put out. See, US have put out, what do you call it? Um, one into um, darker skin. Um, uh, uh, African-American say yo be one because uh, this will take place uh, you know what I mean uh, so uh, up here madness so, so it's like everybody just uh, uh, go against uh, the Haitians them for whatever reason you get what I say and it's unfair it's it not right you get what I say and you're right because during the the, the, uh, the earthquake thing will take place a couple of years ago and the UN come go, get for final say yo these same UN people are, are people from the US who, call, who claim to say them come for help. I traffic the kids them and I rape the kids them and, and, and women and all them something there. So these are things that the people them are, are talk about. They, 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 them come say oh we're gonna help you know and they, they, them end up turning on the sort of man are evil. Them become worse than the, um, the natural disaster. <laughs> you, you get me what I say? Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. 
So, so uh, we, madness, the people that want help, and the video I'm sending you with, um, with one of the, the, the rebel leader, him tell you, can you even show you and say, look, see, the, the kids that want food to eat, this is the, the, the state we are living in. You know what I mean? We just, we just want better. We just want better. Uh, if you are come for help, help with, we just need better. Um, stop get interfering with politics. Stop do this. Stop do that. I help we need. This is what we need. So him outline all them stuff there, as well as all my reason, right. my Haitian friend them. All right. So I'm gonna take a look at it. Thank you for sending it over for me. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Next door we uh go James at real quick, and then we have to keep it yeah, moving. No, I, I was I was just thinking, is there a possibility that the Caribbean community can play a more active, like say, Jamaica would have to play like a big role. For example, the Jamaican army, instead of doing Zozo in Jamaica and, and locking up people for no reason, what if the, the, the American government approach, the American government, the Canadian government approach the Jamaican government and Trinidad, some of the bigger islands and say, okay, We'll provide money. We'll provide tools, um, and it it would be a better look if the Caribbean community go over there and provide special forces and rebuild. Let me ask you a um, question, James. Do you think that Jamaica is going to jeopardize their relationship? Gone again, moments. Head over there and help. Okay, and I know my moments. The last thing we heard, um, yeah. we're saying, Are do you think me? Jamaica? Yeah. Say, speak again. No. Please let me know if you're able to hear me. Yes, no. It's staticky moments. Keep speaking. <laughs> okay, let me see. Um, that's better. That's better. Moments. That's better now. That's okay. Better. All right. So let us say Jamaica says, along with the rest of the, Carib the CARICOM community, say, okay, we're going to go in. And Haiti, I'm sh they're going to know that their, their being there is upon the approval of the U.S. You think they're going to take kindly to that? Because all it is is their, the U.S. will be sending in their representative. So I don't think there is really and truly going to be an aversion to what's going on. But um, I'll have you answer, and then I'll keep it moving, James. Go right ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying, okay, the, because Jamaica and Haiti have a close relationship from, from the, the revolution back in Haiti. Jamaicans were a part of it. The revolution in Jamaica, um, people from Haiti, they, they were a part of it too. So we have that close relationship from over 200 years ago. What if 
the Caribbean community, CARICOM said, you know what? The, here's the opportunity that we can help to solve this problem. A CARICOM special force upon request, because if it's, it's evidently the, the, the people from Haiti don't trust America to come in, obviously. So if the CARICOM steps in and, and, and start a dialogue with the, the, the government of Haiti and say, what if we as, as CARICOM take the money from, from the USA, take the money from Canada, take the money from France or whatever, and we come there and we provide special force in terms of getting rid of some of these rebel forces and, and rebuilding. And we are boots on the ground, not UN, not America, not Canada, but a CARICOM coalition of, of, of special forces. I feel like, because the thing is, what I'm saying is that we cannot sit down and do nothing at all. We can't sit down and do anything at all because only black countries have been um, in, in our history that, you know, um, superpowers and, 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 and strong nations have sat down and watched African countries just, just go to demise. Millions of people die across the continent of Africa, like fighting rebel wars and stuff like that, while other rich countries just sit down and we can't afford for Haiti to go through something like that. So I believe that whatever people, whatever we can think of, like something should happen. We just can't sit down and do nothing. And that's that's my point. All right. In the chat, uh, Chile says it's not going to change. The same thing is happening in Burkina Faso. And I, I, I'm going to have to agree. I think that as long as, even if it's, uh, okay, back up. A, let me back up a second. And I'm just going to pose this question and then move on because I have to keep it moving. So the weapons are provided by U.S. So the U.S. still has a say in the entire thing. Have we thought about that? So it means then that the CARICOM community would still have to move under the advice of the U.S. government, which is what the Haitians do not want. If CARICOM is going to go in, they're going to have to go in wholly as an independent, not seeking any kind of military or financial aid from any U.S. government. That's the only way they would be able to go in there, in my opinion. All right. Okay, got to keep it moving. Uh, next story. So sorry about that. Uh, bar shooting in St. Lucia kills British national, injures others. An investigation has been launched following an incident at a bar in which a British national was killed and several others were injured when masked gunmen opened fire at the establishment late on Saturday. According to police reports, Donnie McKinnon, who manages the Safrere estate on the island, was on the balcony of Steve's Bar, along with his friend Peter Jackson, a 72-year-old photographer, when the gunmen approached. McKinnon succumbed to his injuries, while Jackson, who has been living there for approximately 30 years, has been admitted to hospital. It's also reported that other persons were also injured. The police have assured the public that a statement on the status of the investigation will be released shortly. We head on over to St. Vincent for our next story. Prime Minister Gonsalves calls on the United States to leave Cuba alone. The Biden administration and the United States has been called on to stop spreading false information 
about the government and people of Cuba. The call was made by Prime Minister Dr. Ralph Gonsalves on Sunday as he met with Cuban President Miguel Diaz-Canel, who is on the island for a three-day official visit. According to Gonsalves, the United States has no understanding of the selflessness of Cubans and due to the lack of knowledge, lies are being told constantly. Well, you really do a disservice to the fight against the global crime of human trafficking when you exploit the name human trafficking in that way and pervert it into nothingness, utilizing international law on trafficking to suit your ideological and hegemonic aims. That's what he said. The Cuban brothers and sisters, the internationalist workers who are here, we request from time to time to the help of the Cuban government and people, and you come to us voluntarily. And the United States of America must stop this lie. If they want to win affection in that regard, support a program by Americans to provide a similar service to countries like ours, which may need that service, Gonzalez said. The Vincentian Prime Minister emphasized that while his country has a friendly relationship with the United States, he will not embrace their follies. We are friends of all and we strive for a better world, but don't ask me, this government, to embrace your follies, your absurdities, which are determined not by any logic or common sense, not by considerations of humanity, but because of presidential, senatorial, congressional, and gubernatorial politics, especially in South Florida, where you have a significant number of anti-revolutionary Cubans, he stated. So I make this plea to my American brothers and sisters, leave Cuba alone in its internationalist humanitarian mission. I make bold to say that since the dawn of civilization, there is no country in the world, no people who have been as selfless as the revolutionary Cuba and its people. The Cuban president arrived here on Saturday for an official visit during which he will aim to further boost relations of friendship and cooperation with St. Vincent and the Grenadines and other Caribbean nations. He will also participate in the 8th Summit of the Caribbean Community to take place on Tuesday. <laughs> ah, the stories that are told Viva by... La Cuba. Viva la Cuba, indeed. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. You know that there are some people who will never leave Cuba, right? They have, when um, Obama was in and the Obama administration was in um, office, <clears throat> excuse me, and the opportunity was there for them to travel back and forth, they, a lot of them, just like many Jamaicans, refused to leave their homeland. They refused to leave. Right? So, it's not all bad for everybody. It's bad for some, but not for everybody. Yeah. So we know that journalism is all about sensationalism. It is what um, will promote a specific narrative that they want to have promoted for you to believe. And we have said this here before that thankfully travel is available um, technology is available and people are showing you a different perspective of countries around the world 
in particular across the continent of Africa and through the Caribbean. Because for too long, every country outside of the U.S., Canada and England, France and some others, are looked at as just tenements. And that's not true. People are painted as everybody's suffering, everybody dying, everybody's struggling, as though it's just a bad picture overall. And that's not the case. So let's change our outlook and how we think. Are there things that need to be corrected? Sure, as in any other country. All right. Go ahead, James. Go right ahead. Yeah, and one thing I I think, I think, you know, Africans in the diaspora need to educate themselves. Um, because it it it's upsetting sometimes when, when you talk to to like and I'm like, okay, everybody's entitled to like what they like or whatever, but when you talk to Africans across the diaspora and and they talk about, oh my gosh, like I want to go to the Eiffel Tower, I want to go to the Colosseum, I want to do this, I want to do that. And you say, Oh, so you don't want to go to anywhere in Africa? Like, what about Ghana or whatever? And they kind of, you know, frowns up them face and say, no, like, like I don't want to go because we don't want to get robbed or we don't want this and, you know? And and that's the thing. Like, if, if we as black people have that approach, you know, what do we expect from, like, you know, people from Chinese, from Japanese, from white people um, who are traveling and not, and not want don't want to go to those places to spend their 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 money. So yeah, we have we have to we have to start first, you know, especially like, you know, Americans, um, people from England and stuff like that with 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 the, the money that, that travel more than any other um people in the world. Like need to travel to, to Africa and, and and these black countries and spend our money and stop spending them on on, on, on these like, you know. Like all we think about is Europe and, and the European design and, and stuff like that. Africa and, and you know the diaspora have good stuff too. So we need to, you know, if we want to see our people better, we have, we have to, you know, put the money on out there and spend and spend spend our money with them. So that's that's one of the problems that I'm having. Like us as black people don't want to spend and develop other black nations. Alright. Alright, thank you, James. Next. PNM internal election results today, and this is in Trinidad and Tobago. Votes are still being counted following the close of polls on the third and final day of the People's National Movement internal elections. At the party's 50th convention at the Queen's Park Savannah on Sunday, outgoing chairman Combe Imbert confirmed that results will be announced today. The new executive will lead the party for the next two to four years. Four of the 16 executive positions have already been declared as the candidates ran unopposed. And they are Lady Vice Chairman Camille Robinson-Regis, General Secretary Foster Cummings, Public Relations Officer Faris Al-Rawi, and Youth Officer Janice Scott. It's a four-way challenge for the party's leadership. Dr. Keith Rowley, Junior Barrett, Karen Nunez, Teixeira, and Ronald Boynes. Voting on Sunday at the Woodbrook Youth Facility began at 8 a.m. and ended at 1 p.m. The two previous days of voting, November 26 and 27 from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., saw just over 12,000 members braving inclement weather to cast their votes. A total of 
105,894 members were registered to vote. And we head on over to Jamaica for next set of stories. Cabby held with loot after taking men on a robbery rape mission. A taxi operator who allegedly assisted two men to rob and sexually assault two women at their home on Tuesday, November 8th, has been charged by the halfway tree police after cops used technology to track his vehicle and arrest him hours after the crime was committed. He has been identified as 28-year-old Kamar McCarty, who is also a pig farmer of Balcom Drive, St. Andrew. Reports from the halfway tree police are that at about 12 p.m., McCarty and two other men attacked the woman at their home where they were robbed and sexually assaulted before the men escaped from the scene. The police responded quickly to a report on the matter and activated their vehicle tracking technology. The motor car that was used in the crime was subsequently intercepted and McCarty was arrested. Follow-up operations were carried out at his home where the stolen items were recovered. After being interviewed in the presence of his attorney, McCarty was charged with robbery with aggravation aiding and abetting robbery with aggravation, and aiding and abetting rape. He is to answer to the charges in the Kingston and St. Andrew Parish Court on Friday, December 9. Detectives continue to follow leads in search of the other men who were involved in the incident. PSOJ calls for big fish involved in corruption to be caught. In an in arguing that Jamaica has a serious corruption problem, President of the Private Sector Organization of Jamaica, Keith Duncan, is calling for a change in the mindset relative to the management of corruption locally. Duncan is also suggesting that it is time that corruption prevention agencies, such as the Financial Investigations Division, FED, and Integrity Commission, catch the big fish involved in corruption. We must begin to catch some big fish now because our people need to see some examples that are not only them that are suffering from the consequences. They need to know that justice is for all and not just for some, he declared further. The call by Duncan was made at the Ministry of Finance and the Public Services Public Bodies Corporate Governance Awards on Thursday. In making his case, the PSOJ Head said crime and corruption are inextricably linked, leading to significant costs to the economy. Specifically to corruption, he pointed to Transparency International's Corruption Index, on which Jamaica has made little progress over the years. In arguing that more than 85% of Jamaicans believe both of the island's political parties are corrupt, Duncan expressed the view that it appears that the country has accepted the level of corruption in the same way as our crime epidemic, where we accept this as being normal. That is something we now need to have a mindset change in the same way we have been able to manage our fiscal affairs and our economy. He implored both the public and private sectors to take responsibility relative to corruption, arguing that it is an issue in both sectors. The annual Public Bodies Corporate Governance Awards is a collaboration with the Ministry of Finance and the Public Service and the PSOJ. It is geared at identifying and rewarding public bodies that have established high standards of corporate governance, disclosure, and practices. 
yep we do have an issue did anyone see the um story on social media the gentleman who was murdered at his um home or villa in shaw park otrius gunmen no, yeah. gunmen went in um demanded money said they didn't have any they killed him There is an outcry from people in the diaspora. There are comments made, and it is embarrassing to say the least. Truly is embarrassing. That as beautiful as our country is, as nice as our people are, there are a few who have put a bad taste in the mouths of many. I read a comment where one gentleman said his stepfather got his um, green card after being in the U.S. for, I think, five years or something like that. Got his green card, was so excited to go back home to visit his children and family members there. He was to be there for two weeks. He only was there for one. Murdered. There are people who are saying in the comments that when they're going to Jamaica, they tell no one. They go in like a thief in the night and leave like a thief in the night. They lock themselves up. They don't want anybody to know that they're there. There are some people who make the comment that they're tired of the begging. Tired of the begging. They feel that because you come from abroad, automatically. You have money. They don't understand that whilst they have the luxury of living in a family home, not paying any rent, in the in abroad, if you don't have your rent money, it's on the street you go. If you don't have your mortgage money, foreclosure, here we go. They don't understand and they don't care to understand. So many people are saying they'll never put their foot back in Jamaica. They love their country, but they're not going back. Not going back. Because them own family and friend are the one that set them up. There are many in the comments who have said they go home and they stay in all-inclusive hotels. They have to act as though they are tourists. Born in Jamaica, but have to go back like they're tourists and stay because they can't go into the communities that they're from because they know what will happen to them. Now, is, is, that's a crying shame. Yeah, I, I was, I was talking, talking to this lady that live, live in Canada. She lives in Toronto and she go back to Jamaica every year. Um, so we're talking and we're talking about the crime situation in Jamaica. And the woman across me, I said Toronto. She has said Toronto better than Jamaica and adjust the news and them love sens sensationalized stuff of Jamaica and Jamaica not as bad as the news out of Jamaica. So. And, you know, she has said, you know, I just don't like when Jamaicans make Jamaica look so bad and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I said, really? I'm like, Jamaicans make Jamaica look bad? I'm like, you know, some some of you have to get upset today. I mean, I tell, I said, 
you're born in Canada, like you're there Canada your entire life. You go to Jamaica as a tourist. You go to Jamaica and you leave and you come back. You know, I was born there. May I forget upset to her? May I say, may I forget upset to her? Come say, I have had gone to my head twice. Almost dead. Like, been, been like, you know, I've run from gunman how much time. And you are going to tell me, say, like, me not love Jamaica because I'm pointing out the obvious things that Jamaica is the crime control, the crime I get out of control. And I'm saying, like, you, you are looking at it from a different perspective. You're, you're a woman. You're going to Jamaica as a tourist. Not like thing. Like a man not going to just look for you and, and, and shut you so or whatever. Because, you know, like I'm saying, look at people. Like, I'm telling her, like, if I go there, like, someone who, who grew up there and can't even go back where I'm come from as a man because, like, them the ramp, them, them not have no respect for a man down there. They might just shoot you for whatever. You know? And she get up. Set and you know, I'm like, no, like as Jamaicans, we can't sugarcoat it. We love a country. I love Jamaica more than anything else. And it hurt me because I have a house down there. And I have to consider that I'm gonna sell that house because I don't know if I can like I'm like, okay, like I can take the chance and go spend some time, but I don't want to take the chance with my wife and my kids going down going down there. To spend some time because they're not Jamaicans. They they weren't born in Jamaica. But so in time me can go down there and, and somebody kill me or whatever, and can say, okay, I'm a Jamaican. But not with my wife or my kids. And we yeah, are Jamaica, like as Jamaicans, we have, we, have, we have to realize it's not it's it's out of control. It's out of control. Trust me, it's out of control. Yeah, because people, you, you have your house. And even I have a friend that just come up here from Jamaica the other day. And I'm having house down there. And I'm having to worry about it now. Like, if I'm going to sell it or, or whatever. Because if you leave your house for too long, and a few house again. So, yeah. But I don't know. Jamaica. I don't know. Like, I pray every day that some miracle happen and the country get better. But it just seem, it just seems to be getting worse. And, and, and the idea that people are talking about poverty... When when you go to Jamaica and you see like a Benz dealership, you see a Porsche dealership, and you see people that drive all these fancy cars, and Jamaica that I grew up in, where we are carrying water pan we head and we are do this, and you could have go your next door neighbor go get some food and nobody not kill you. That was poor Jamaica. This is rich scamming Jamaica now where everybody just in fear for them life and it's sad. Sad. Mm. I don't know. Go ahead, Apple. Go ahead. Right now, I'm going to travel back. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, my cousin and mother and uh, even my friend, them. You know what I mean? Yo! You mentioned when you got Jamaica, do, nobody go up on the avenue. Yo, don't do this, don't do that. Yo, stay up on the hotel. Um, Find one Airbnb. Oh, what? I'm afraid of Jamaica. But I was like, <laughs> I'm going to say, John, I'm going to say, tell you this. Regardless of what takes place in the yard, you know the year. Uh, and this is common sense. From, from, your, from, from your born in the inner city, you're you supposed, supposed to have common sense and know how to move. Because I see thing up here. You know what I mean? Certain places you just do not go. Now, from my avenue, you have some 
uh, recently I said some per, um, this guy who used to live, well, this guy who used to live in England and get deported and then come back on the avenue and him, him, him uh, keep us on foolishness. That's the next thing. When when certain people in the area where they mean the community good and they start to import people. And from there, I live in Jamaica, that is go on, anyways. Um, so, those are some stuff as well. Now, again, as I say, I want my friend them who they really like the area, they may not move. Some, some of them may not move and thing. And so, like them, I say, yo, brother, if you want to forward, you better to stay up on the avenue like that because you don't know the thing set already. I'm going to say, yeah, but no. You know what I mean? Um, I know I say, yo, you have strange money in the area. I know I say, yeah, we'll have a begging thing or whatever might go on. But apart from that, I'm not really in, in fear or nothing because my auntie, my family still live on the block and none of them now say, oh, Ray, don't come, oh, this, stay, find my Airbnb, just drive, come down, come visit me. You know what I mean? For the most part, I like few friends who want to live on the avenue again or as well, I said, um, my cousin and mother who live up here now, you know what I mean? So, but I, as well, I said, I know for maneuver in the streets, I know for doing things. So, again, certain places I just not go, certain places I used to go, but now I go to go there like that, like going on a lane and each up on a lane and all them something there. Because again, what, three years now since I'm up here, and you know, I said things probably change. <laughs> you know what I mean? The person who lived three years ago might not be the same person again. You know what I mean? We, we know about bad man and them something. Like, when I leave, nobody ever know nothing who me that I leave. <laughs> they just know somebody disappear and that's it. And two two them see one picture post up on the internet. I say, yo, a foreigner there? I say, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if I'm going to move over on the block. So I'm going to enjoy myself. You know what I mean? I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to link up with my family. Them. Um, link up with a few friends. I have a, a, a close brother. He's living in Mobile. No, me know what I'm going to go to Mobile if I go look for no friend. Because number one, I don't, I, I don't know Mobile like that. I'm aware of what's going on in Mobile. I mean, I'm going to drive up and down. I say, yo, brother, who's for you there? Run yourself. All right, I'm forward. No, I'm not an idiot. Can I, can I ask a question? Yes, yes sure, go, go right ahead. And it's, it's not to you, Afo. It's just the floor. Um, we've had conversations about how we're going to support our homelands. And I know there's a lot of crime, right? And I hear the fear as far as safety is concerned, but how do you support your homeland and still not be there because of your fear? Just throwing that out there. Because we've had conver- like, we've had uh, conversations about if we're a well in this room, I've heard conversations about if you were able to go back in and um, actually do a business there that would help with the economy, that would help with people probably being able to get a living wage. But now we're saying, or I'm hearing the fear. So how do we accomplish both? And it's not just Jamaica. It's it's in it's Antigua all over. as well. Yeah. Okay. It's in the Caribbean all over. So how do we do both? I just want to throw that out there. Uh, um, 
so we're going to to be able to even get to that point, Javette, I think we have to take a couple steps backward. The problem I feel is mentality. That's where I think it's stemming from. Everybody wants to um, live big. Everybody wants this lifestyle. It's not about survival. I don't think so. Because poverty has been around since the beginning of time. And it will be until the end of time. People are greedy. People are envious. People are jealous. People are hateful. And <laughs> them just want what other people have. And instead of taking their time and them one one cocoa full basket, no, they would rather steal it from you. And Javette, it's all about mindset. Understanding that you cannot have everything in life. Not even rich people give them everything. Not even. This other, the mentality also has to change that you owe, people owe you something. And instead of working for something, them rather come yoga work and them take it off for you. Mindset. That's, that's what it boils down to. So until we can speak to people's mindset, we're going to have a problem. We're going to continue to have a problem. Government can do everything. There are jobs in Jamaica. We talk about not livable wages, but there are jobs in Jamaica. But people don't want to work. No, me can't work for that. So how about you work for that? And you take your time and improve yourself and advance. No, nobody wants to start at the bottom. Everybody wants to start at the top. Mindset. A lot of people live at home. They don't pay rent. All they have to do is contribute to the bills. And you want to tell me that everybody, we have had that conversation here already just last week. You want to tell me everybody can pool their resources and make it work? No. You can't afford a BMW, but you can afford a, a Honda Fit. No, them don't want the Honda Fit. Them want the BMW. Mindset. Nobody wants to build. Everybody wants ready-made. Mindset. So that's what we have to address, um, Javed. These young people, unfortunately, I don't know what it's going to take to reach them and have them understand that easy come, easy go. That you cannot just live for today. That you have to live to be able to enjoy, have a you know, good, healthy life mindset. Everybody's concerned with the here and now. And here's another thing I'm going to throw in there and then I'm going to um, move on. Those who are in the diaspora, those who have migrated, stop making the, those who are back in Jamaica feel that it's a bed of roses. It's not a bed of roses. 
Some of you work all year, save all year, struggle, two, three jobs, packing barrel from January. When January coming on, I have to start line up the barrel them again and pack and shake them down. And you're making them think you just pick things up. No, you have to let them know the reality. So a lot of times you're making them feel it's all good. There are people up here in the States who are posing up on people, Kiara pose up in a people's house and make the people in Jamaica think it's all gravy for them. No, if you make them know the truth. And don't be afraid to not send anything if you can't afford to. And here's the thing. A lot of you up abroad are sending down money. Imagine, look how much money in remittance last year, two point something billion dollars and people down there broke. Stop it. I'm not cut it out. Think a little more. And every hard story on a fall for. And you know what? I'm glad this come up. Javet, I'm glad you asked the question. I really am glad because now it's gonna lead to something else. Stop fall for some of the hard luck story them because not no go so. I lied. I scam them. And what them do. And scamming is nothing new. It's been going on forever. Right? You up here busting your ass and you send your money go down and they might cost you about the amount you are sending now. You send the money down. Why do you think the, the party scene is on and popping? They send a job now there, Jamaica. Them send a job now there, Jamaica. So where them get the money from? For God dance so much. Every weekend. And for God dance, you know. Them dress, nails done, hair done, flashy. New shoes, new clothes, everything. And a brand name. Then what? You may know some of it are knock off, but for the most part, if you are saying nothing from friend, you try your best not to say nothing but brand name. Them one Louis, Gucci, Balenciaga, Fendi, Prada, figure dance, and you up here can't even afford it. Dance popping on the entertainment scene in Jamaica, ever brown. Whether it's in the ghetto arts up town. Ever pack. And you're going to tell me it's not a job not there, Jamaica. So where do I get the money from? Hmm? Where do I get the money from? Now, Peanut Dread. Y'all familiar with him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. We'll know what I'm Got you. <laughs> so, Peanut Dread. Him now. Hmm. Tell us something now. Hey. Scammer. That's all I'm going to call him. Scammer. Slick. Who is familiar with Slick? The Jamaican um, comedian. I call him a comedian on TikTok and so. And he splices or slices, whatever you call it, and stitches and puts different videos together. Very entertaining, to say the least. Um, I, I like him. Let me see if I can. I don't know that. Okay, so Slick does a lot of videos slick white line is his name on um okay let me start by saying okay, this. this listen to this for a second the only person who, who peanut dread are the man with take peanut dread video peanut dread and tell him to talk and put a peanut dread on him youtube that are the man who who peanut dread whoever that person is we don't know who it is 
Slick white line. Be not give peanut dread money. Me don't have to come on live. Me don't have to make no video. And me don't have to talk to me and give peanut dread money. Me not depend that. You see me? Me don't even do that to get clout. Me naturally have, have skills. Me have talent. I'm a talent speak for itself. My talent make me get clout. You see me? Me taking peanut jet video them and chop them up. And my brain at work. And me have to know what to fit in. To make peanut jet say this. To make this funny. To make the, the place have a vibe. And my brain at work. Let me start with that one first. May I start with the introduction of peanut jet. See? People. That Persia. The Persia, I don't even remember one page on Peanut Jed fan page. See? Peanut Jed fan page is a youth with drop out. Cool youth. The youth did have kidney problem. But the youth they introduced me to Peanut Jed. See? The youth they helped me out with all of my videos. Most of my videos. The youth they used to help me find the videos. And I put them together and put them out. So me, youth, me normally send money to the youth they took because the youth they did sick. Very, very important. I'm going to find one receipt with the youth still, but I saw it go. People, when you see Simone Powell, this is my wife. My wife did with all of them look at transaction for me, you see me? Boom. More, that, this, this receipt I showed him, I showed him from when I send money to him. May 20, 20, 2021, right? 18th of May 2021. See? So me have sent, what are we in 2022? But I think I have sent from 2020 though. Yeah, you have more receipts? Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> People, this was the last time I sent Peanut Jed money. Last money when I sent Peanut Jed was $300. See? 44. 44,000 Jamaican. See? What did the date there? That was October 7th of October. The 8th, 7th of October. People, the 7th of October, I sent Peanut Jed money. You see, the 8th of October, Peanut Jed called me and tell me say I need money. I have to send him money again. The 8th of October, I sent Peanut Jed $300 the 7th of October. And the 8th of October, the man called me again and said I more money. With money in the background, I say, yo, tell him if he sent this amount, dog. Tell him if he sent that amount. Brother, I don't have my community. I have two people I have, you know. I have two daughters. I don't have my community. Peanut Jet don't have a mind of him own. You understand? Other than me sending, and this is just a few little receipts where me find, me know I'm sending more than this. See? Other than money when I send Peanut Jet. Peanut Jet book for Canada. The promoter called me and want book me for Canada. Me can't fly. Me stuck in America. Me can't fly. You know what I tell the promoter say? Link Peanut Jet. Make Peanut Jet get the run. The man link Peanut Jet. And the, me and the promoter talk on the phone for days. And the man sort out Peanut Jet. Everything sponge on Peanut Jet record whatever I have to do. And Peanut Jed have, have sure Canada. Me set up that. <clears throat> Mr. Leng called me for Sting. 
Mr. Leng calm for sting, people. Sleep white line. Mr. Leng calm for sting. Mr. Mr. Leng. It's easy, man. Mr. Leng. Call peanut. Matter of fact, Mr. Leng. Hold on. Let me add peanut jet on the phone. Three way. Me, Mr. Leng, and peanut jet on the phone. Three way. For peanut jet go past sting. See? So when me can do financially, me try to open my doors and push doors so Peanut Dread can get the run. So he can work and help himself. You see what me I say? People. <clears throat> You're not supposed to say all that because we're all missing. You probably don't even know that. Yeah. Peanut Dread. Do have a man of him own, you make people in their brain. And Peter is a type of person like this. You give him today, him cost you tomorrow. More than one time, me and him go through the same thing. Does he doesn't remember? Me don't know if he's not a member. I don't know if he have something sick with him brain. I'm talking about the comments. Take off his I'm talking about the comments. Stop sharing. Peanut Jed, you will give Peanut Jed money today and him cost you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You see what I say? I 
and me alone, me take care of. Me a bread with enough people. <laughs> choice, the choice story, me kill a tell you now. Enough pot, me a put up, enough pot, me put on on fire, Jamaica. Simple as you see it. Me not have to walk and talk my business. Me don't rich. Me don't have it. Me have bills to pay in America. You see what me I say? So all me I say to me is, don't listen to the hype. You see what me I say? Do not listen to the hype. Me make it my part of duty to stop you speaking up dread, video them, because she said it go too far now to cause problem. The GoFundMe thing we see up now, I mean the people them call. The people them call me. Slick, me see, we, you have any connection to Peanut Jen? I say, here we go on. I tell them the truth. You know, Peanut Jen, I don't really. But here we go on. I give you Peanut Jen number, you have a link Peanut Jen, and you have to do the right thing. So, guess what Slick I got to do now? I go end the live. And I go put up the GoFundMe thing. So, all who want to do what they do, them do what they do. I don't want the money come to me. I don't want to involve. I don't use Peanut Jet video no more. You see what I say? Big up to all who support me, continue to support me. You see what I say? Enough love and respect. Let me start by saying this. This morning, Peanut Jet did an interview with the Jamaica Observer. And the Here, listen. Sorry for Maga Dog. But Maga Dog, though. Hmm? Turn around, boy. Turn around, by it, your backside. But. But. But your heart. Oh, you know. Let me tell you something. Something is wrong with our what? Mindset. You weren't nothing I go on for you. I didn't know about Peanut Dread until I came across Slick White Line. I didn't know about a few people until I came across Slick White Line, which are, you know, he, he slices up the videos or whatever you want to call it and put them up, stitch them up together. And in doing that, you're so inclined to go and check out somebody else. And that is how a lot of people on social media get their followers too. Because somebody else, and I hope you're all hearing me, because somebody else promoted them, right? Um, but we get greedy. Now, Peanut Dread has a YouTube channel, right? On his YouTube channel, Turn this volume down so it don't blast you all in your ears. Sorry about that. Don't want you all getting scared here. So Peanut Dread, I'm pulling up his um, YouTube channel because I don't want to misquote. He has 73,000 um, subscribers, right? Um, His videos get a lot of view. On average, he makes anywhere between 1,500 to 1800 minimum on youtube minimum plus uh, US, us currency us dollars okay. us dollars youtube yeah, yeah. yes YouTube, in us yeah, dollars yeah. and then it's converted it, it that's 200 and something thousand jamaican depending on the, the the rate of exchange that it is converted at that is just youtube you hear it the man show him receipts and he has more. He's been getting money from this man. Now, this man did not have to take up any money and send to him because a lot of people use other people's content and now get them a cut out tight. 
we have seen on TikTok where the original creators of a particular trend will say, imagine the people won't even tag them. And you have people who create things, barely have any followers, but other people take what they have created and have millions of followers, right? And they're saying, the least you can do is tag me. Because when you have, after so many, I think you have to have 100,000 um, followers before you're monetized on TikTok, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But, but that's beside the point. So a lot of people are not even thinking of saying, oh, you know something, I made $10,000. Let me turn around and give $1,000 to this person because I use their content. I'm not do it. But here goes this man. He gets paid off of his content. And because he came across Peanut Dread, saw his situation as being dire, and you know, you have a heart. So you send no money, go get a man. So on top of the YouTube, he's getting money from other sources as well. You don't only stop there. You go again now, if you go a little further, if you put him on. To other people. You see this thing called greed? Hmm. That is where no you're going to lose everything. That is how we lose greed is a problem for us. Not just in Jamaica, but all of us as human beings. Greed. We don't know how to satisfy. We don't know how to take time and build. By the way, I'm calling on the government, government and calm a wicked men of business. I'm calling on the government of Jamaica to see to it that taxes are collected from every YouTube content created in Jamaica because they're making tax-free money, by the way. Find a way to get your money off of them. <laughs> I know I'm not going to be liked for that statement, but yes. There is gross inequity in terms of how who paid taxes and who not paid taxes at Jamaica. And I'm going to say, say that right there. The burden is left on some, and many now feel it. Anyway. Moments, you think, you think it's social media that are changing the mindset of, of some of these people? What do you mean? No, like, because, you know, I, I heard someone said, you know, like, growing up in the 70s and the 80s, like, they were poor, but... They never, they never knew that they were poor because they weren't like privy to people outside of their community. But like in Jamaica now, like you live in a certain community, but because of social media, you see everything that's out there. You see like the iPhone 13, you see the the the, the Gucci this and the Gucci that and and so people like even when you're at like a poor level living in poverty, like you're seeing all of these stuff and you're willing to to do anything to get them, even though, like you're you're pretty much living in poverty. So, I don't know if it's social media, like just you just seeing, like the world is is it is in your fingertip. So you you just become like I don't know, covetous or whatever, like. But James, you all these things. Let me ask you a question, James. Yeah. <laughs> is everybody like that? No, it's a choice. Just yeah, like that moment. It's a choice. People have, they have, oh, there have always been the haves and the have-nots. They're always, and it's always going to be that way. People are always going to have more than you, whether with social media or without social media. Without social media, people used to go by people's homes. 
drive through neighborhoods and be like, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. I drive through neighborhoods. I drive through neighborhoods to look at homes. And I think they're so beautiful. But never once have I said, boy, I'm going to can't rob them. Never once. I look at the homes and they're so beautiful. Gorgeous. I look at the landscaping. And it's a motive. It's for me, it's motivation to say, you know what? Work harder. Work harder. Not for me to go around and be covetous and jealous and envious of what somebody else has. No. Yeah, but. So I don't think social media has anything to do with it. People just bad man and ready. Like. I see them to you say moments. I see them to me to do. We used to work on the truck with my father. And we used to go in a like Richmond estate and Caribbean estate and go a country or Jackson and you know, them places there. Go, go, when returning residents are come. People who um like people who live Jamaica go foreign, live a foreign for much years, then come back, then probably build up them live now and eat one community in the country, then come back, then build up the place. Now I don't want to look at both house again. I want big rotted three, four, five store house them have now because they have send money over the years and uh, you know what I mean? Or as I said, them buy one house and one gated community. I want to go me and say, yo, John no star, yo, you know so one day, one day and what? I know <laughs> what I do. I just say, alright, I go do what I need to do. I go work, I go save up my money. Alright, I see I can find other avenues where I can make more money. Alright, I go go turn a security officer. Um, and then when I turn a security officer, then I can go to the embassy. And, you know what I mean? I right. say, say, yo, alright. Yo, the boy, alright. I go leave with the boy, you know. Like how I know him address. And I know him just forward. Alright, I go get some friend and I go forward up here. I'm nose for the boy there, and I this me I go do. No, but now that, but now I think that that's coming in my mindset. You see me cause what? What mind not dirty? But you have some people where they want some nasty, dirty mindset. Bad mind and red eye and greedy. You get me I say, and that is why them do that. So and everybody stay that way there. You get me I say, James and, and others, and everybody stay that way. There. So but now I go say a social media thing do that. People just greedy. Them just. Bad mind and, and red eye and just dirty. Have a dirty mind and a dirty heart and plain and simple. You get what I say? Yeah. Yeah. So in the chat, um, just checking some of the things here in the chat. So who is Peanut Jace? Peanut Dread. He is. I'll have to say a content creator. He has put out videos that um people use. You know repost the videos because he says things that are funny right radam thank you miss mumsy for this yes he he was the one with the radam slang um she miss mumsy also goes on to say he doesn't collect the money it's hard and then dre says it's hard to deal with uneducated people sometimes you helping them and they think you are robbing them and this leads to dangerous scenarios sometimes it's just leave people alone and i'm glad you said that dre because had a conversation yesterday, Marlon and I were talking. I said, you know what? This whole thing here leads to that. You left people alone. They must suffer, make them galang suffer, make them figure them way out. Because the minute you get up and you decide to help them, now you become a problem. They don't consider that they had nothing and that God sent you along to help them. No, them, you now become their enemy and they allow those around them who are in their ears who weren't helping them remember now the people that are helping them enough 
But them sister, there's a way now for you. So them are gonna jump now with you and tell you now how to further yourself. Not in an honest way, but in a dishonest way. All right, he so Miss Mumsy says he actually isn't collecting the YouTube money, so he isn't getting all the money we think. But either way, he is ungrateful for not acknowledging what he gets. Not quite sure I understand the part about he isn't collecting the YouTube money. So who is collecting uh, the money? Be yeah, hi, Miss Mumsy. Morning. I didn't realize you're on stage. No, you don't. <laughs> morning. Um, even in the video, White Line says one of them dropped out. So there was another person that collects the money. Because mm -hmm. in order to collect money off of YouTube, you have to go through, like in Jamaica, it's not that easy at all. Right. Okay. So there was somebody else that was collecting the money, and he even mentioned in the interview that they're not giving him the money that he's supposed to be receiving, because he has a TikTok, too. That right. more than YouTube. So he's, they're not giving him the money that we think that he should be receiving or that he should be receiving. So he is, he's getting scammed as well. So, so, okay, so let me make sure I understand what you're saying. The money from YouTube and wherever else online mm -hmm. is being sent to somebody else's account. Yes. Why doesn't have he have his account. own account? Why doesn't he have his own account then? Because like you said, some people are ignorant to what they don't know. And people will take advantage of that. Okay. People will take advantage of that because YouTube... I know people who actually um, have content on YouTube and they, they call me and say, how can I get my money off? Because it's not that easy because it's even harder outside of America to, to, to collect your money off of YouTube because you have to provide certain things. Like you said, they have to pay. They should have to pay taxes, but you do pay taxes off of money when you collect it off of YouTube because it's not that easy to get okay. a Jamaica bank connected to your YouTube. So in the beginning, he was receiving money, but when the other guy passed away, like Slick said, there was somebody else that was also monitoring the channel. Mm. So, so yeah. then, so, let he's me. Still ungrateful. He's still ungrateful. Let me ask you a question, Miss yeah. Mumsy. So the person who passed away, he didn't at that point say, you know, something. There's a bank on almost every corner NCB, Victoria Mutual, Jamaica National, CIBC. Um, Scotia Bank, or any bank, he, um, JMMB, he didn't get th think one day, you know, something, instead of me having somebody else collect my money, let me see how me can collect my money. And the reason I'm asking, um, a couple months back, Quite Perry put out a video about how to get started on YouTube. He put it, he broke it down. So, Dread never stopped and said, boy, I'm going to see if I can want more account for myself. I mean, what happened with that? But you see how ignorant he is. I don't mean to speak ill of him. Right. I get you. I was going to go there. I was going to go there. You know, it's, he's ignorant. Even in the interview, he was like, these people, if you, you, you saw it, he was, he's very ignorant. So I'm not saying that he doesn't have common sense because common right. sense is not so common as we think it is. So he might not be thinking that. He's thinking, like you said, the quick fix, like he did with Slick White Line. He said him $100, then somebody around him said, call him again because he owe you more money or whatever, whatever. So I don't think he was, and now he's pouring out and asking for help. But mm -hmm. it's like, you should have done this. You should have, like you said, if, if somebody's invested in you or you're making, you, you know, they're taking your content, you should be like, okay, so how do you collect the money? 
he should have done that, but he didn't do it because ignorance he probably stopped them from doing it. Mm. You know, mm. but it's not that yes. easy. I him to say I'm not saying he's not um, the brightest person, right? But he wouldn't be he wouldn't be able to do it on his own. Like I understand what you're saying, but he wouldn't be able to understand to log into YouTube and to manage this and add this and all that kind of stuff. He would need help. He would need help. Cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Miss Mumsy. Yeah. Hold on, yeah. Afo. Yeah. I think oh, Dre was yeah. saying Got something. No, no, no. I was just seconding what Mumsy was saying. I was just saying people like Peanut Dread actually would need somebody to spearhead certain things. And um, that white line guy would be perfect. But, you know, like I say sometimes you just you have to leave ignorant people alone because even when you spearhead, every, spearhead everything and you put everything in place, where they're supposed to get paid and everything, they will turn around, take care of robbing them and, and turn around and hurt you and these things. So, because of ignorance. So, I mean, like, yeah, people like Peanut Dread need people for, for, for spearhead everything, you know? So, uh, as to what Monty Mon was saying. All right. Thank you, Jay. Go ahead, Afo. So, quick question. All right. Uh, we have to ignorance, ignorance. Um, would you Instead of, instead of like ignorance, you can, you can just like him not educated about certain stuff because I know peanut dread. I must, I must, must say, I will. Because I see some of these content creators, but I already know them name like that. So we right. have to stick white. I'm like, who name so? But when we go look on um, type of team, we find out who name so. Right. Uh, yeah, that brother was a spell spell video. Um, but yeah, I see peanut dread a couple of times in a puppy in my middle work at puppy. Um, work up a youth tech and things. I'm seeing him a couple of times. I'm always have some brother around him, man. Peter J. don't even have a, a, a smartphone, much less. But if you have one now, but at the time, he don't even have a smartphone. And, to, like, you know, they see them around him on a video, him and all kind of stuff, man. You know what I mean? I'm a talking look thing and, and, and whatnot. So, and even at the interview, cause I think the interview them show, uh, the, the interview we you know what I talk about, but I see it. And he must say, yo, you know, him think he may have some people around him where, you know, having best interests and so forth, but like, I, I, I scam them, I scam them. They're not doing them supposed to do. So, when I feel like, well, this, this is me still. This is what me ask them. I can't wrong, or I can't right, who knows. But when I feel like a really slick white line, him really chose certain things, but maybe uh, the person who has a video him and a clone him, or, well, this, well yeah, a, a video him and thing, as where slick say, uh, the man who had turned on the camera upon him, I'd, I'd probably him not give him the money. You get what I mean? I say? Right. And then him have people well, in him ears. I say, yo, ask him for more, ask him for more. And you know, see well, like what the, the Delano, look at Delano youth. You get what I mean? I say? Right. So it was, yeah, so it can so, be one of them situations when you're educated about certain stuff. So, let me, so, okay, and if we're not educated or not exposed to certain things, we're therefore ignorant to the, the particular thing. For example, I know there are things I am ignorant too because i'm not aware right so yeah the word ignorant is i would say is, is a fit um okay. now what he did though was he attacked slick white line and that's where he was wrong the very person that made you very popular the person who turned around and say no mega send your money outside is the person you chose to attack and that in itself is wrong and i brought all of that up to to say this it is a problem with a lot of us people who will be helping us are the people we're quick to cut down 
the people we are quick to develop bad mind towards. So the essence of my thing is mindset is what is killing us. It is what is holding us back. It is what is deterring us. It's not no external factor. Yes, there are external challenges. Everything in life is a challenge. Without challenges, how do we know who we really are? Challenges are there to shape our character, to teach us how strong we really are, our mental fortitude, how resilient we are. But there is something inside of us that we need to address, and only we can change it. No one can change it for us. You can hear people talk about it, but you have to consciously get up and say, I am going to make the change. I am going to make an effort. Nobody can do it for you. So everybody has to make that conscious decision to change their mindset. Stop thinking people who leave Jamaica and go abroad owe you anything. Two point something billion dollars flooded into Jamaica during the pandemic in 2021 where's that money where's the money hmm? and it, the money wasn't good and i mean i want everybody to tell me say i reach people when i get the money it was going to you ever got to a western union line or a moneygram line it's not rich people standing up at the line so where did 2.1 billion dollar us dollars go explain that to me explain that to me Flossing so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, people overseas, and I'm not saying you're not to help, but do you know if you're really helping or are you being a crutch to a lifestyle that you can't afford to live because you have to be up here juggling two, three jobs while they are down there living it up? Yeah. Think about that for a second. Mindset. And all of this went off on a tangent, thanks to Javet's uh, question. Mindset. <laughs> all right? And the reason was also Mindset. We in the diaspora need to change our mindset. We need to stop for a second and hold everybody accountable. All right. Every month, I am sending you 500 US dollars. And rest assured, they're not calling you alone. They have a Rolodex, all right? They're calling chief. I need, let me see if we can get the, this from chief. And of course, light bill may be the equivalent of a hundred US dollars, but you know, that's not what they're going to tell you. They have to pad it up. And it's not just Jamaicans. So let me just put that disclaimer. It's not just Jamaicans, not just Jamaicans doing it. Then they call Miss Mumsy. And by the time them call everybody in the room, right, yes, so them have more than what you as an individual making overseas in a month. Nine times out of ten, them not paying rent. Nine times out of ten, them a bridge light, bridge water, bridge cable. Have you ever stopped and asked them what they're doing with the money? You ever stop and ask them? You can't, right? Because I'm going to cuss you. <laughs> Wake 
up. Nobody's saying not to help. You help, of course. But are you helping or are you a crutch for them who are able-bodied but refuse? Why should I work if me can call 10 people a fair and get money every month? What may I work for? Really, why should I work? Wake up, folks. Jobs are there. People can do things. People can do things, but they don't want to because those of us who are overseas have made it easy for them to become in to be not independent but dependent. But yet, those same ones will get the opportunity to go abroad and I'm have to wake up right to wet them real. Oh crap. I have to hustle now. You gotta put that mindset in them, their mindset. Bartlett urges farmers to produce more as new hotels open up. Yep. Get into farming, folks. With the number of hotel rooms locally expected to reach 40,000 in the next five years, Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett is challenging local farmers to increase their food production. Bartlett made the call while delivering the keynote address at the recent launch of an agricultural supplies food safety manual at Devon House in St. Andrew. He highlighted that with the rapid growth of the hospitality sector, the need for agricultural produce will increase significantly. We want you to grow more. By the time we're finished, with the, and that's with the hotel construction projects, the rooms are going to be doubled. So the demand for agriculture is going to at least double in the next five years. Currently, Bartlett said the demand for agricultural produce in the tourism sector is about $67 billion. With this in mind, he highlighted that the opportunity exists for farmers to invest to increase earnings, provide employment, save foreign exchange spent on imports, and ensure that tourists can eat fresh Jamaican food. According to Bartlett, fresh foods are always welcomed, pointing to the supply to hotels of fresh fruits such as strawberries as a lucrative opportunity. He reported that farmers with three or more strawberry houses have indicated that they are currently selling the fruit at $1,000 per pound to hotels, purveyors, and supermarkets, and they reap an average of £1,600 per month, which brings them revenue of $1.6 million. Encourage the youth to get into farming, folks. Encourage them. There are different ways. You don't have land mass. You can go vertical. Vertical farming is a way to go. Hydroponics is a way to go. If you are someone who has land in Jamaica that is not um, suitable for traditional agriculture, meaning you know your bend over and your planting, not suitable for that, look at alternative farming methods. That same land that is considered probably arid or full of rock stone or limestone and nothing can grow up on it. Let's look into hydroponics. Utilize it that way. I know you can't approach the banks because banks do not give loans on agri for agricultural purposes. But let us see how if more people can come together in light of what Bartlett is now saying, approach the ministry and say, and say hey, listen, how can you help subsidize us? We have the land. We want to take advantage of the opportunity. 
And we do agree and believe that there should be less importation and more local provisions used. We want to be a part of that. Look into that. Don't look and say, boy, up here, Rockstone, me have you in say, nah, go work, you know. We have to learn to pivot. Use what we have. Use our initiative. Be creative. All right? So that, that opportunity is there. Jamaica is abound with opportunities, says Dunn. Dr. Norman Dunn is saying that Jamaica has a supportive and maturing business environment that is ripe for local and foreign direct investments to spur increased economic growth. He noted that the country is abound with opportunities with the, which the government is committed to facilitating through the Jamaica Promotions Corporation, JAMPRO, and its partners. Well, there we go. There's an, an office you can head on over to. Among the areas that the government is looking to attract increased investment is logistics. Statistical research published on October 14, 2022, stated that the global logistic market is projected to reach approximately 14 billion U.S. dollars by 2027. And the Jamaican government is laser focused on gaining a significant portion of the global market share. Dunn was addressing the Invest Jamaica 2022 Business Conference at the Montego Bay Convention Center in St. James on November 30. The state minister said that the central theme for the high-level conference, Jamaica, the near-shore delivery hub of the Caribbean, recognizes the country's value for investment and business opportunities, which aligns with the government's national investment policy. All right, opportunities are there. Jump on board. Find ways and means. Nothing comes easy, folks. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. And condolences pour in as Dance Hall star Idonia and wife lose their nine-year-old son. Dance Hall entertainer Idonia and his wife, Kimberly Megan, are mourning the death of their nine-year-old son, King Khalif Lawrence. The shocking news of the youngster's death late on Saturday has plunged the dance hall fraternity and, by extension, social media into mourning as persons expressed condolences to the couple. While Idonia and his wife have not publicly comment, commented sorry, on the passing of their son, it is understood that the child was ill for some time. Among those expressing their condolences to the couple is the king of dance hall, Beanie Man. Sharing a photograph of Idonia and his son, the dance hall king wrote, Condolences to the Lawrence family sending prayers and strength. For veteran entertainer Shaggy, the death of a child is unimaginable. Music producer Scatter Burrell also wrote on his Instagram page. Equally shocked by the passing of Little Khalif was Bounty Killer, who also took to his, Insta his Instagram page. So it is always heartbreaking when we lose a child, and our condolences go out to him as well. We're going to take a quick music break. MCM, Man Crush Monday, Michelle Montano Monday today. Here is some more Michelle for us, and we'll be right back with some more news. Spin wrong and whoa. This a the go down remix. All of the girls show up the new tricks. Yeah. Mr. 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone listening on JohnnoRadio.com. It's always a good vibe right here on Clubhouse. This is where we, you know, air our voices, share our views, our opinions, give our perspectives. Thank you so much, Clubhouse. Love to play, love to jam. You see me, I's a man I always happy once money in the hand But I don't got no time It is Movement Monday and we do it in soca styling As requested today We are celebrating men We're featuring Michelle Montano for soca styling Live me life Somebody say, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Give me life, give me life, oh, 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 yeah. Live your life, folks. You can't live anyone else's. Carnival is a time when the girls, they come out to wine. Festival. Coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, it is Days After Dark. Real relationship talk. Join the crew, Moments with me, Marlon, Rose Solo, and Sonette. All things relationship. You can listen live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, or join the conversation on Clubhouse. Happy Monday, everyone. New week, new opportunities. The year is not over. You still have time to, you know, do whatever it is that you wanted to do. Do not think it's over. It's not. It's not. You're losing it. Losing your, losing your mind. Yeah, you're losing it. Losing your, losing it. But you know you're losing it. Losing it. Losing your mind. You want to so as soon as they open the gate I go in one time and find the place In front of the bar behind our waistline Cause the whole crowd bumps it and everyone Coming up we have stories out of Latin America International News In the In My Opinion segment Then you're showing off your tongue ring Put it back in your mouth Can I get a piece? When you mind like that you make me weak Watch it how you're moving like a beast I be in shadowing like a thief Cause I watch it now you're losing it Happy Monday folks, let's get going It's 28 minutes before the top of the hour Let's make sure we have a good day today Thank you for starting it off right here with us on Coffee and Talk. World news on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Right? Yeah, baby, give me the green light. And let me accelerate. Can wind up your body till you drop. And let me do it again. Can walk up your waist non-stop. Cause I love how you move it. Right? 
Ladies in one more. Endless walk. Thank you so much. It's time for us to get back into our stories. And we're starting off with our story out of Latin America. Colombia says agreement made with ELN rebels on displaced people. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. Colombia has reached an agreement in peace talks with the ELN rebel group to allow the indigenous Embera community to return to its land in the west of the country. And that's according to President Gustavo Petro. I have to say good, good, something positive. The pact is the first significant success achieved at peace negotiations taking place between the government and the left-wing National Liberation Army, the country's largest remaining rebel group. Good for them. Our next story, head down to South Africa, for the international stories, courtesy of aljazeera.com. At least nine people have died in South Africa after they drowned during a flash flood along the Jukske River, and I hope I pronounced that correct, in Johannesburg, emergency services said on Sunday. They were swept away during a baptism ceremony, officials said. It is believed another eight people are still missing. Two bodies were recovered yesterday. Well, the day before yesterday and another seven yesterday. The number is expected to rise as the search and rescue operation continues. Mulaudzi, I think I got that right, said that 33 worshippers had gathered along the banks of the river in the Johannesburg suburb of Bramley Park for the the baptism ritual on Saturday. A sudden storm caused the flash flood and a strong current. Congregations often gather to conduct church rituals, including 
cleansing and baptism along the river, which runs along many townships, including Alexandra in the east of Johannesburg. So why didn't everybody get away, get out once the rains came down? I don't, I don't know. All right. China. Next up, major cities in China ease COVID-19 restrictions after protests. Chinese authorities are continuing to ease COVID-19 restrictions with several cities, including Shenzhen and Beijing, no longer requiring negative tests to take public transport. The move comes even as daily COVID-19 infections in China hover near all-time highs and follow recent protests by people across the country who are just frustrated by the Chinese government's rigid enforcement of antivirus restrictions. Our next story takes us to Indonesia. Indonesia's Mount Semeru unleashes lava river in new eruption. Before I read this, has anyone else seen this video? I saw a video on TikTok. I think it was on TikTok about this world that's underground and people are saying, yes, it's true. I don't know. I don't know. It looks like a scene from a movie that there's this whole world under there. And I was laughing. I'm like, oh, um, I'm calling it inner earth. So some scientists believe like um, that there's a inner earth. You know, with his own son and all them because something like that. Um, so, I hear some of them scientists are talking about it and conspiracy theories and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Critical thinkers. So, I hear some of them talking about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. Just heard about it. I was like, okay, interesting. It looks like something out of an Avatar movie. And I'm looking forward to seeing that movie too, by the way. Um, so, yeah, this story is courtesy of the Associated Press. Indonesia's highest volcano on its most densely populated island released searing gas clouds and rivers of lava on Sunday in its latest eruption. Monsoon rains eroded and finally collapsed the lava dome, which is roughly 12,060 feet high, causing the eruption, according to National Disaster Management Agency spokesperson Abdul Muhari. Several villages were blanketed with falling ash, blocking out the sun, but thankfully no casualties have been reported. Can you imagine? As much as I fear volcanoes, I always wondered what it would look like. I hope you're not hearing any static. I don't know where the static is coming from. Not sure. Just had to do a quick unplug. Okay. I think it's gone. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, thick columns of ash were blasted more than 5,000 feet into the sky while searing gas and lava flowed down Samaru's slopes toward a nearby river. Looks pretty. I will not lie, but I'm scared of them. I don't know. Uh, uh, Come weird as well. <laughs> think of me alone. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, cause my wife, um, she experienced tornado, tornado before, tornado, whatever you want to call it. Uh, me, I've never saw. I'm like, oh, you know, some love this one. However, one for the at a safe distance. But you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we don't want for see one for real. You know what I mean? Um, same with the volcano, uh, volcano. I'm not for see that for real. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, there are spots where you can go and actually like. You know, when I'm in Europe and stuff like that, and I'd be at a safe distance and watch it. 
Um, we used to see them show up on Discovery. Uh, Discovery? Or not Discovery sure. Channel, like one yeah. of the two, yeah. Yeah, well, they might show okay. tourists go there, watch out in Europe and the flowing lava, the river lava and stuff like that. So, it's like, oh, come weird, but I like to see stuff like that. You know, I think it, it might be just nature, you know, it can be very scary but beautiful at the same time. At the same time, yes, I agree. All right, so next up, Iran says hijab law is under review as state media dismisses claims fair to morality police has been abolished. Story courtesy of CNN. Iran's Attorney General, Mohammad Jafar Montessori, said on Thursday that Iran's... Is it Iran or Iran? What do the people there say? It's how it's pronounced. I saw an, in a video, and I didn't save I should have saved it. Uh footballer who plays for the u.s iran. team iran okay they don't like when you say iran they don't like when you say iran yes did you see that video javette with yes, the young man yes, yes. and he was he was so eloquent i loved his response i was like you go you go young man yes uh so it's say it again javette they say iran iran or iran 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 okay so Iran's Attorney General Mohammad Jafar Montasseri said on Thursday that Iran's parliament and judiciary are reviewing the country's mandatory hijab law, according to pro-reform outlet Entikab. Montasseri was also quoted as saying Iran's fair morality police had been abolished, but Iranian state media strongly pushed back on those comments, saying the interior ministry oversees the force, not the the judiciary. CNN is reaching out to the Ministry of Interior for comment. The wearing of a hijab in public is currently mandatory for women under strict Islamic law that is enforced by the country's so-called morality police. All right. Uh, we're going to head on over to North America for our next set of stories. First up, Blinken vows U.S. support for Israel despite unease over government. Story courtesy of WSVN Miami. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Sunday the U.S. will not shrink from its unwavering support for Israel despite start, stark differences with Prime Minister-elect Benjamin and I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name, and concerns the Biden administration may have about potential members of his, of his incoming right-wing government. Speaking to a left-leaning group that some on the right accuse of being too sympathetic to the Palestinians and Iran, Blinken said the United States will remain a stalwart friend of Israel even as it pursues goals that, where's his first name, Benjamin has opposed, including a two-state resolution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and a restoration of the languishing 2015 Iran nuclear deal. I have a question, which is so off-topic, so off-topic, but I do have a question. Um, listen to these names. Matthew, Mark, Paul, Luke, John, Solomon. Anybody ever question those names? And that always. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go up there. I'm like, huh? Hmm. 
<laughs> those names don't sound like North African names to me. But anyway, that, let me get back. They say their Bible names, Sula. And yes, my children all have Bible names. But sometimes I'm like, hmm, hold on a second. Are they translated from North African versions? Or... Because when you hear the different names, for example, um, Netanyahu, or let me see if I can find some other Israeli names. They... James, John, Peter, Luke, Matthew, Mark, were those names back then? Just thinking. No, there wasn't. Okay. So, okay. Just wondering if it was me alone. <laughs> I know I'm weird sometimes. I know I'm truly weird. That's oh not God, weird. That's being a critical thinker, a, a question. <laughs> good, good morning, Chief. Go right ahead. Chief, 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 Chief in the tunnel. <laughs> Come on now, Chief. Let's hear your voice. Pure Wahala. Pure Wahala. <laughs> it's droid life. <laughs> Go ahead. Let me stop messing with you. Go ahead. Yeah, Buruku. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right on point. You're right on point. I mean, the letter J didn't even come into existence until the 1600s. <laughs> so, who, where'd James come from? <laughs> That's all. I know. I have a weird mind. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. But anyway, let me keep my weirdness to myself. So, <laughs> our next story. Suspect in Massachusetts couple's murder arrested in Miami Beach. Story courtesy of the Associated Press. A 27-year-old man who authorities suspect was involved in the killings of a Massachusetts couple was arrested in Florida on Friday. Authorities say Christopher Keeley of Weymouth, Massachusetts was arrested in Miami Beach. Police found the victims Carl Matson and Vicki Matson in their home in Marshfield, a community that is south of Boston. On Tuesday, police were responding to a request for a well-being check. The couple, both 70, appeared to have been stabbed and beaten. Autopsy results are pending. Authorities say the suspect and the couple knew each other, but have not disclosed the motive in the killings. Keeley is expected to appear in court in Florida before he can be extradited to Massachusetts. It was unclear if Keeley is being represented by an attorney. The body of a seven-year-old Texas girl found FedEx driver has been arrested. This is just sad. Story courtesy of the Associated Press. A seven-year-old Texas girl has been found dead two days after being reported missing. And a FedEx delivery driver arrested in her death, authorities said. The body of Athena Strand was found on Friday. And Tanner Lynn Horner, 31, 
was arrested on kidnapping and murder charges after confessing to killing the girl and telling authorities where to find her body. This is according to Wise County Sheriff Lane Akin. Horner remained jailed on Saturday on a $1.5 million bond. Jail records did not list an attorney who could speak on his behalf. Akin said late during a late Friday news conference that a tip led authorities to Horner, who the sheriff said had made a delivery to the girl's home shortly before she disappeared. Horner did not know the girl's family, according to Akin, who declined to discuss a motive for the crime. Uh, question. Is this a way now, by confessing, is this a way to guarantee you don't get the death penalty, but life instead? Just asking. Or does it matter? I think sometimes it does. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Because now I'm noticing that is happening. Plead guilty. And that will spare you death penalty. Or you go ahead and plead crazy and identify with something other than human. And chances are you could get your case thrown out, right? Uh, just wondering. Hmm. Okay. Um, the girl's stepmother had reported the little girl missing on Wednesday from her family home near Paradise on the northwestern outskirts of the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. Her body was found near the town of Boyd, about six miles southeast of Paradise, a town of about 475 people. James Dwyer, acting special agent in charge of the FBI's Dallas field office, said FedEx cooperated with investigators. I wonder how they made the link to him, though. Did the camera pick? I hope it was somebody's camera. You know, these um, ring cameras have been super helpful. I hope I it was... This is neighbors. Like um, last person who I saw at the home, when I listen to the news, um, like the says neighbors are whoever, yeah, neighbors are the, um, saw him, <clears throat> and like it was the last person at the home or something like that. So I guess like them must have linked FedEx or something like that to find out which was the last driver to go to that route, uh, something to that nature. I forgot watching news again, or I can't send you the link. Okay, all right, I'm a little curious. Thank you, Afro, appreciate that. Our next door, we head on over to California, courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Man jumps to his death from California Disneyland parking structure. The tragic incident happened around 9 p.m. on Saturday. Authorities have not released the identity of the man, but says he appears to be in his 50s, according to an ABC7 report. Guests say the incident caused the shutdown of some services and park trams, causing guests to walk back to their vehicles. The incident is still under investigation. Mississippi Walmart shooter sentenced to death, story courtesy of Baller Alert. The man accused of fatally shooting two Mississippi Walmart employees and wounding an officer in 2019 was sentenced to death on Friday. Martez Abram was found guilty on Thursday of two counts of capital murder and one count of attempted murder. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Abraham shot and killed two of his co-workers, 38-year-old Brandon Gales and 40-year-old Anthony Brown at the South Haven Walmart. He also shot and injured a police officer. Shortly before the shooting, Abraham had a confrontation with a subordinate and was called into the manager's office and suspended. The manager that issued the suspension was Brown. 
On July 30, 2019, Abram returned to the location and shot Brown and Gales. He also started a fire in the store with the gasoline he brought into the store in a backpack. In court, Abram denied having any recollection of the shooting. He told prosecutors he only remembered running into the store and then running back out. But when shown a video of the shooting, Abram admitted that he was the one shooting. So we blank out now? Is that what we do? We blank out. We just blank out when we're doing things. What's, what's, the, what's Is there a name for that condition where we blank out? We do things and, you know, um, sleepwalking, is it? I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, is, what's the one that just happened the other day? He, did he confess? I don't remember. Anyway. I don't know why we're keeping them if they're guilty. So, <sighs> sounds harsh, I know. And I know that the death penalty is not going to bring back um, those the lives of those who have been lost. But the human side of me right now is saying, why should you live? When you had no pity, no compassion, no mercy, you were not moved to spare the lives. You were told something that you didn't like. You were fired, relieved of your duties. And instead of just moving on and finding something else to do or somewhere else to work, you decide to come back and kill people who are only doing their jobs. So then is it that People who work in management and in human resources now have to be afraid to terminate people. You could very well call in police officers to escort um, the employees out, but that won't stop them from coming back. It really won't. When are we going to understand that when it's time to move on, it's time to move on? Yes, you're going to go through the emotions. You're going to be angry. You're going to be upset. You're going to be disappointed before you get to acceptance. And you're also going to go through denial because you're going to start going through the list of things that you have done for the company and how much you've sacrificed and how much you've given. Yes, these things are normal. But it does not warrant you going back and eliminating people. Doesn't it never ends well? A new webs, oh my gosh, a new tool illustrates how racial bias affects media coverage of missing people. Thousands of people are reported missing in the United States each year. And while not every missing person case will get widespread media coverage, excuse me, the fight to locate them, whether dead or alive, is always the main priority. Story courtesy of NPR.org. However, when it comes to missing person cases involving people of color, that same media attention quickly dissolves, ultimately feeding into the phenomenon of missing white woman syndrome, a phrase coined by the late journalist Gwen Ifill that addresses the media's fascination with covering attractive, middle-class-looking, white women in comparison to missing persons of color. This so-called media phenomenon never sat right with Carl Pope, the editor and publisher of the Columbia Journalism Review, who in an interview with NPR said something had to be done. Everybody talks about it and says, we got to do something about it and nothing happens. If you go missing and the press devotes a lot of attention to it, you have a better chance of a decent outcome. Whereas 
You don't if they ignore it. In an effort to start the conversation on how both newsrooms and individuals cover stories involving missing people, CJR launched a new tool that allows users to openly share their press value with the world if they were to go missing. The new tool called Are You Press Worthy? estimates that younger white women will get increasingly more news coverage than other racial groups, such as black, Latino, and indigenous people. Question. Could it be funding as well? And here's why I'm asking that. I have seen um, prize money or cash rewards, 25000 50000 200000 for white people, but for black and Latino and indigenous, I have seen 5,000, 10,000. The most I've seen is probably 20,000. Could it be that the exposure and the amount of press that's given is based upon the purse, the amount of money that's being poured into finding these missing people? Could that be a reason? Just wondering. Can is it? That, uh, yeah. Could it be that we are not putting up enough money to find our people? It. it all right. All right. So, what's my uh, views on that? It. 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 It might be that. <clears throat> Sorry. However, you can't expect people who don't like you for care about you. <laughs> That's plain and simple. Um, the media it's not supposed to choose to want to report on or whatever it is or showcase. You know what I mean? If somebody go missing, just hey, the, the person go missing and continue to show it, make other people. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's not supposed to be like you know, general star or black person missing. All right, here, just show it the one time and then call it a day. And then when a white person go missing, yo, want to keep up on the sword, you know, continue, continue. Don't stop showing it. Every chance you get, you know, show it. No, it shouldn't be like that. From somebody going missing or whatever it is, show it. That I, that I'm supposed to be in a job. Is it me? But well, I know so the media thing are biased and they're more catered to certain group of people or whatever it is. Um, but as I said earlier, you can't. If you know that, you can't really rely upon your enemies for want to help you. So what some persons have done, and my wife even follow one somebody who does it. Um, what name? What black? Um, uh, she, some she, she, so, so she basically just find black persons who are missing. So find black are I think mostly black are anybody I guess. Cause I think more just some white person or other you know uh, Latino brown what people. But she kind of mostly cater to our community. So if you're, you're, you're missing, she just um showcase it she asks for funding because my wife even donate to her and stuff like that and she give her the update so oh uh so this person has been found da 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 um if the person get found and them or them do find the person but they are tragic to update the person make them know say all right so fortunately we'll find the person but this other situation it 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 not look good you know what i mean so you have Persons who are do it and cause person knows so okay, shall I do that? Person like my wife and so on, them donate to her and get, help her get the resources so she can go out and 
pay more attention to our type of people when we go missing. So that's just all the things. Okay. All right. Thank you. But just a thought I had. Um, every life matters. Everyone's life matters. And the goal should not to find people should not be driven by the cash reward. Definitely should not be. Everyone or the, color of your skin. or the color of your skin, exactly. Everyone, the goal should be to bring everyone home safe. Air Force unveils newest stealth bomber aircraft. Ooh, looks like kind of cute. The Air Force on Friday unveiled its newest stealth bomber aircraft to the B-21 Raider in Palmdale, California. Built by Northrop Grumman, the bomber was named in honor of the courageous spirit of airmen who carried out the surprise World War II Doolittle raid. The sixth-generation aircraft is expected to help the Air Force penetrate the toughest defenses for precision strikes anywhere in the world. So I'm ignorant when it comes to stealth bombers, right? The aircraft. Do people going them go inside them or no? They're remotely operated. How how do those work? All right, so you have the drones. Say all right, stealth bombers. That's one like the one stealth, stealth. Yeah, so that's okay. Stealth, yeah, this one like the one where um the pilots actually fly. You know what I mean? So yeah, probably probably the one where the pilots fly. But apart from you have the drones, and when no one are use, somebody just know one building, but one base, I control it, and then the stealth bombers them. Are actually um uh like fighter jets um you know what I mean bombers whatever you want to call them a person's flying them it can either be one person in the cockpit or it can be two okay um My phone. Computer. No it's me. It's me It's one hundred percent me. It's my and ATT Sikadum. But anyway, um Can you hear me now? I can hear yeah, you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? We need to get rid of eight. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We need to. They're annoying. They are having me screaming, literally. Um, yeah, we need to get rid of them, definitely. Yeah, they they some of the flying the stealth. Um, go ahead again, Marlon. Start over. I didn't no, hear you start. They do have people fly them, okay. Them, but the thing about those, they can't detect them. No aisle, no country can detect them, and they just come, drop the bomb, and go. You don't even know it's there. That's the thing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna see the one. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna talk about. But just go look, Google it. I'm gonna see it. So yeah, the, these one of the what persons I'm actually in inside. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk. Uh, this might be a bit conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> hey, them themselves even say it. Them themselves even say it. So then basically, um, like with the shape of it and stuff like that, then basically build it off a certain. Um, UFO, <laughs> UFO, you know, what I mean, like back engineers, certain stuff, and things like that. Them, themselves, people say it, you know, what I mean, so yeah, 
So that that's all it, it says is. that in the article, Alpha? No, not in this article. Oh. No, not oh, in this okay. article. Yeah. So all right, make that clear. Yeah, not in this article. Um, but I, like documents we watch and stuff like that, and where the military try to build up um new uh technology for the yeah, military and stuff like that, and them actually come out and like say, yeah, you know what I mean, uh, like Gaia. I don't know if everybody know about this app on him, Gaia. Um, them show a whole heap of stuff about UFOs and answer uh, mysterious stuff and stuff like that. And you have military personnel come out and them actually tell you that hey, oh, we try to build certain stuff, you know what I mean, in a, a sh- you know, in a, in a, in a certain shape. So sometime, and that's one of the excuses I'm used to, probably still use it too. I say, oh, if you see something in the sky, you know, on the, Uf- on the shape of we on the UFO, actually the US military um, attest some new thing, so stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah. But, All right. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. And it is time for business and tech news. Delta will change Sky Miles Club access in 2023, all in an effort to prevent crowding. Memberships will only be for medallion members. Ah, anybody here, uh, Delta person? Yeah, anybody has a membership for the Delta Club? Well, okay. Change is coming to a Sky Miles Club near you. Starting January 1, Delta Airlines will enact its new Sky Miles Club access policy. So not everybody will be able to show off on us anymore. <laughs> There's pairing that down medallion members will be the only members able to get memberships for the lounges and fees will increase the airline told travel and leisure on wednesday annual memberships were previously 545 dollars or 554,500 miles but at the start of the year that will increase to 695 dollars or 69,500 miles for an individual Executive memberships also went up to $1,495 or 149,500 miles. Companion passes will also increase by $50, now costing, I'm sorry, by $11, sorry, now costing $50 or 5,000 miles. So starting February 2, travelers who purchase a Basic economy ticket will no longer have access to the lounge or separation of the classes, folks. That's what it is. They will have to have club benefits with an American Express credit card or have an annual pass. The same is for passengers who are not flying Delta One or Delta Premium Select and members who are flying Main Cabin or Comfort Plus. Medallion members are also limited. Those that purchase main cabin or Comfort Plus tickets will no longer have access to the lounge. Sorry. They will have to have a Sky Club membership. Sorry, folks. Um, Yeah, we've had enough of you <laughs> hanging around there. You know, you know, we don't want to be with y'all anymore. Can you imagine? <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you say that if you had an Amex, you'll have access? Okay, so let's go back. 
Starting February 2, travelers who purchase a basic economy ticket will no longer have access to the lounge. They will have to have club benefits with an American Express credit card or have an annual pass. Yeah. There you go, Javon. So. Sorry, walked away. No, that's all uh, right. Yeah, I'm going to have to check on that. Huh. Mm, yep. I can't tell you the last time I flew Delta anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think nothing, I've ever nothing flown Delta. Delta. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you. Okay, don't put me on that no-fly list. I'm not saying <laughs> that, Delta. I don't think I've ever flown with Delta, if memory serves me well. Hmm. No, haven't. I haven't, yeah. All right, so that's it, folks. Separation of the classes, definitely. In sports news. <laughs> let me tell you, you know what let me go with this one first why won't it open for me okay don't play with me don't play with me pray with me okay cleveland browns quarterback deshaun watson gets booed during his debut game against the houston texans story courtesy of ballalert.com nfl quarterback deshaun watson returns to the field but did not receive a warm welcome from some fans oh well on Sunday, Watson made his debut as the Cleveland Browns quarterback against his former team, the Houston Texans. The 27-year-old return came after he was put on a 11-game suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Watson was suspended for allegedly engaging in sexual misconduct with several massage Therapist. Well, some fans were excited to see him, but many did not share the same joy. So this morning I'm listening and I'm hearing a conversation that uh, Deion Sanders sold out. How did he sell out? How? Let me read this story. And a handful of Jackson State recruits decommitted after Deion Sanders became the new head coach of the University of Colorado. On Saturday, the former NFL cornerback was officially named the new head coach of Colorado's football program. The news came as a shock to many JSU fans and even resulted in some of the recruits to decommit from the university. This weekend, wide receiver Robert Lockhart, the third offensive tackle Jordan Hall and defensive back Tuan Wilson announced they are 100% open to new recruitments. Sanders' announcement comes just after he closed out an undefeated season and winning the 2022 SWAC Championship over Southern University. During his time at JSU, Sanders racked up a record 27-5 over the three seasons he spent with the team. He also brought light to the football programs at historically black colleges and universities, otherwise known as HBCUs. In addition, Sanders was able to bring high-profiled recruits to JSU who could have possibly committed to a football bowl subdivision. Wide receivers Kevin Coleman Jr. and Quay Darius Davis, defensive lineman Katron or Katron Evans, and cornerback Dejan Warren are just a few that are currently on SJU's roster that could potentially become transfers. In his introductory press conference, Sanders indicated that his son, what was this, Shadur 
I don't know what his son's name is. Sanders will also be transferring to Colorado. His son is currently the QB for JSU and has thrown for 3,383 yards and 36 touchdowns while running for 174 yards and five touchdowns this season. The Suns transfer isn't official just yet, but it could lead to a domino effect amongst other players. So this morning, dropping off my boys at school, I'm listening to the, converse, listening to the conversation and the um, debate about him being a sellout. So some people call in and say, yeah, he's a sellout. He never should have left the HBCU. You know, why is he leaving the HBCU and going to a regular college? He doesn't get much pay at the HBCU, right? Um, my thoughts are as follows. Him leave, oh, before I even say this, who funds sports programs in schools? Do you know who the main funders are, whether it's HBCU or not? Do you know who the main funders are? Not black people. Not. The alumni. Right? You know who funds HBCUs? A lot of the times, y'all don't even know that. It ain't black people. <laughs> Who are the major, let me put it this way, major funders. Right? Not black people. When you go to some college games and you look at the sidelines where the, um, what, what's the name for them? There's a, there's a name for them. I can't remember it now those who contribute heavily to funding basketball scholarships, football scholarships, baseball scholarships, the sports that a lot of children from the, the um, black and brown communities are a part of. Hardly ever have I seen a black person on the sidelines as a part of that group. Hardly ever. So I'm going to ask the black community, if you're so against them, why are we taking their money? Or why aren't we funding our children? Why aren't we the ones sitting on the sidelines, being honored and recognized as the support, the financial support of all these programs? Why isn't that we aren't the ones pooling our resources? Huh? Why aren't we doing it? That's an opportunity. We can't get into the pro, so start at the college level. But we're not doing that. When you look in the stands at some of these games, what's the majority population that you see? Majority. Let me go on the field. Not on the field, in the stands. Uh. Okay. We're the majority. Blacks and browns are the majority on the field, but who is in the stands? We talk about changing our communities and we talk about changing, shaking things up, but we're not doing anything. We're all talk. We're a bag of talkers. And so I am not going to go against Deion Sanders for moving away from HBCU and going to Colorado. No, he's done his time. He's set his track record. It's step aside and let somebody else step in now and carry the torch. 
Why are people going to call in and knock him? Oh, he's a sellout. Okay, so he's a sellout. Why don't you jump up and where, where's your, put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. We're quick to call people out, but we don't even have two shillings to rub together. And back the effort. And I know I sound really rude right now. And I make zero apology for it. But I'm sick of us. Everything. Everybody's a sellout. We don't. We just quick to throw terms out there. He has a family to look after too. Oh, he didn't know he has a family. Yes, but he still gave. He did his charity. Can this man move on without us ostracizing him? And I'm asking the black community, how many of you are on the sidelines in colleges that can say you have funded the programs? Took out the checks, the million, multi-million dollar checks and wrote them. How many? And I'll wait patiently. You are going to say something, Apple? No, I don't even know, Mike. Oh, okay. Hey, moment. Yes, James. In in the words in the words of of the great Kanye West, like billionaires don't wear their money on their neck. So, you know, we we have a lot of, as um, only you call them, talking billionaires in the black community that could be funding it. We're not talking about billionaires, James. You see, that's the point problem. We we keep focusing on billionaires. It takes how many fingers we have in our hands. Ten, no, right? but, no, but to your point, no, but to your point, the, the, the major funders of, of these um, HBCUs and stuff that, that you see on sidelines, they are the billionaire funders. Like the ones the ones that, that um, do the, the 20 and the $30, they don't get highlighted like that. So that's the point. But I'm sure there, there are a lot of um, people in the black community that, 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 that support with their little, their little um, 10 and 20 and $30. Like, but... The people that get highlighted and the people that make the program possible are the billionaires who who put um who um say like put up like ten million dollars um for the next ten years or, or so to for the program to be run. And we have a lot of those people in our community that that you, you see their their um their millions of dollars um in their car in their car porch and around their neck and on their wrist. Because the reality is the reality is that the the the, the funders like the, the 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 soccer mom and the, the the basketball moms and stuff like that they do their part too they they um put their money and stuff like that too but the people that get recognized are the ones that put in the millions those are the ones that get recognized so so let me let me let me ask you a question james so you're telling me you have 10 black billionaires and everybody's just a hundred there. That's what you're telling me, right? We don't have millionaires. That, and here's the thing. There is, and I'm, I was trying to get to this point. How many fingers you have on your hand? 10, right? And when you ball those 10 fingers up together, you have a fist, right? When you slap someone with one finger, is it as effective as slapping them with all 10? There is strength in numbers. We keep looking to the token billionaires. We need to stop, get rid of that mentality. We need to stop it. Let us see how we can do things at a micro level. All right. 
you talk about the $30. What about those who can spare a million dollars each? Let us, why not we pull all of them together? Why we have to focus on the billionaires? They're, they're, they're not a true representation of our community. Yeah, but and, women, what, what I'm saying is that those people, those people are there, but they, they would never get highlighted. Not just in the black community, but in the white community too. You have people who have done well for themselves and, and who can contribute like $100,000 a year. But the reality is that the people that get put up front, that you will see um, on, the, on the front page or wherever that you think they are the only ones that are sustaining it, are the ones that, can, that are billionaires that are able to put up uh, millions of dollars. The, other, the others are not highlighted. So the reality is that we don't know how many like say black single mom that bring their sons to school and, and they contribute to those program with whatever little money they have or a, a, a black family or any other family that contribute as a family. We're never going to see those people. Those people are, it, it seems like politics. When, 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 when um, the Republican or the Democrat convention, you don't see the 20, $30 people. You see like the, the, the Coke family that, that, um, are able to put up like $10 billion or whatever. Those are the people that you see. So we don't know um, the minority families that have contributed, um, you know, they're, they're little, because we'll never see them. They're like invisible. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. Okay. The billionaires are the ones that are, that are, that are going to sit down in the VIP section because, and, and th that's how it is. Like, th that's the reality of it. If, if, you have, if you're running a non-profit and you have like, a um, hundred donors and five of those donors contribute ninety percent of it because they contribute in billions. Those are the people that their money get put on top of buildings, their money, um, their names get you know they get street named after them because of the the, the magnitude of the donation that they're putting. So okay. I'm sure there are All hundreds right. of other people donating. Okay, fair enough. I will take that into consideration, James. Thank you. Who else is going? Javette? Is that you or Sin? Sin, go right ahead. Hey, so uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, so, Sin. Or afternoon, actually. Oh, so yeah. So what I was going to say, so comparing HBCUs, for example, like um, HBCUs, to my knowledge, of course, correct me if I'm wrong, um, just sort of started getting um, federal funds as compared to others. Say, for example, Harvard, right? Richest college in America, maybe the world, I don't know, they have a $40 billion uh, endowment, right? So that means they can keep, that university will keep on going, you know, because they have this endowment. That endowment keeps earning interest um, tax-free, right? It's an exempt institution. So it's like for hundreds of years, I think that um, HBCUs have been blocked from a lot of funding that other uh, schools were able to take advantage of, build wealth, have that wealthy alumni that a lot of HBCUs don't have. So um, coupled with, I think sports are mainly um, uh, funded by advertisers, right? They, those uh, college games are on TV. And I think that's something that HBCUs aren't a part of. I don't think they um, put HBCU games, but correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not into football, college football at all, so I don't know. So please correct me, but I don't think I've ever come across an HBCU game 
on television. So those are two things like the federal government, which is probably uh, and state government. These are like the largest sources of funding, not individual contributions uh, and also advertising. So I think those are like the major players. Black wealth in this country is nothing compared to, you know, uh, what white people have been able to accumulate. So it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I don't think the majority of the money comes that way anyways, is through the government. Um, it's through grants, it's through other things, not really through, uh, individuals probably make up very little. Okay. Thank you, Sin. Um, the sports folks, Marlon, what do you have to say? Fabian. Fabian and Marlon, I found a key with that, you know. Oh, Marlon probably getting ready for work. Hold on, go ahead, Marlon. What was the question? No, I heard Sin though, yeah. They don't they don't put um HBCU on TV. Um in this sports. Uh you don't see them on TV. Um especially she's probably right, it's probably from is the funding or the stations or whoever. So she's right. I don't know why they don't do it. Um, they should do it because they do have some good teams. Um, maybe once depend. I only think if an HBCU playing a major team, then they would highlight it. But if, if they're playing against each other, they don't. They don't put it on TV. Um, you have to either watch it on the internet or some or watch it later on at night or something. So question: Roll Tide. What's that, Alabama? That's Alabama. The, but I'm trying to think. Is but that an HBCU or no? No. No, it's not. Um, Jackson State. Is. FAMU. Isn't FAMU an HBCU? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But FAMU rarely get highlighted on sure. TV. Rarely. They have to be playing like Florida State or um, a big team for them to get for them to see you on TV. So, hmm. yeah, they don't... If they're playing like a local team or someone with nobody recognized, they're not going to be on TV. They have to... Because remember, it's viewership. Everybody make money from viewership. So hmm. if they're playing Florida State or Miami or something, then it's going to be on there because people are going to go to the game or it's going to be on TV and everybody's going to want to watch it. Nobody really, be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people watch HBCU. Um, that's why they don't televise it. That's hmm. that's my, and I may be right and I may be wrong, but a lot of people don't go to those games. They do go, but they don't flood the games like they go to um, Florida State or University of Miami or, you know, the other, the other stuff. All the right. Other okay, gotcha. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you, Sin. Um, thank you, James. Question or suggestion? Not even sure at this point. But last report that came out, um, economic report that came out, it said that black women in the United States of America, uh, entrepreneurs rose. They just, of course, during the pandemic, right? They're making mad money. All right, let me just put that. 
the figures I don't have in front of me. I'm trying to find the report as I'm speaking, so bear with me. Now, we talk about, all right, we, we don't have the, the wealth, the, the amount of money that the, our white counterparts have or access to what our white counterparts have. But if we started putting money aside for sponsorship, advertising. Isn't that a way to get our foot in the door? Right? Because you, you, you support the team, the HBCU, all of us come together and say, somebody give me the name of an, an HBCU that is popular, very popular one. Give me one. Is Clark Atlanta one? Is that an HBCU? I don't know. Anybody it's, know? It, it is, but um, it is. Howard, how about Howard? Howard University. Okay, Howard University. Okay, we can use Howard University. All right. So let us say all of us in here started a business and now we are all millionaires. Why can't all of us say, you know something? We don't have the billions. We have millions in revenue. Let us see how we can start putting scholarships in place or advertising in place or something in place to generate um, a stir or, you know, create some more excitement about HBCUs. We have to start somewhere. And I think, and I'm open to reproach. I, I don't mind it at all. I think we have to start somewhere. We have to, no matter how small it is, chip, chip, chip away little by little, make a dent, right? You know, put a dent in the bumper or something so that we can start being able to have a say. And we're not asking to sit at anybody's table. Create, build our own table. But that way they can see us being more involved. And with that involvement is a sense of pride. And that will stir other people up to say, hey, I want to be a part of, I want to be a part of. And it's like, before you know it, you can make a mountain out of a molehill, right? Ants are powerful. Ever watch ants? It takes a, a, an army of them, but they get the job done, right? That's what I'm thinking. I hope I'm making sense. I don't know. So I, I think what you're make what you're saying makes perfect sense. However, to note, uh, black people in America, percentage wise, um, uh, donate more than any other group. So black people already, whether it's to the arts, whether it's the church, whether it's other causes, um, black people on average donate more than uh, at least according to several reports that I'm reading right now. Um, so I think black people are already donating more. Um, okay. Maybe not in HBCUs, but in, you know, different causes. So, hmm. yeah. So I, I think, um, but of course you got to keep going and finding those opportunities and, and making sure that, um, that these causes um, are, you know, doing this work there's there's just so much to be done and i think yeah we're so far behind that it kind of seems like okay why can't we just pull all our resources into hbcus but right remember where you know some people are just 
fighting for community refrigerators. I know in my neighborhood, it's like a big thing. Um, you know, they started an organization which has community refrigerators because of the, you know, the price of, of groceries and everything has gone up. Um, those help, you know, feed, you know, tons of people in the neighborhood and there's all these different causes going on. But I think like we're still struggling in our community with the basics, mm-hmm. right? With uh, shelter, food, water, you know, these type of things. So it's very hard to donate to like HBCU football team when, you know, a lot of us are just struggling for our basic, having our basic needs met. Not to <sighs> say that the HBCU college thing isn't important. It certainly is. Right. But, you know, I think, you know, people prioritize certain things. I know feeding families um, is a huge part of uh, charitable work that is done during the holidays. And I see that in my community a lot, which is a black community. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sin. Yeah. Moments. I, I know yes, what's James. ironic. You know yeah. what's ironic? Um, the biggest support of HSBCU in probably in America's history. Guess Don't who? say it. I yep. know what he's gonna say. No, that's him. Yeah. yeah, Bill Cosby. Oh, I was gonna. No, but it's 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 true. It's facts. It's facts. Oh, I wasn't he... thinking him. I was thinking somebody oh, else. Thinking no, Bill Cosby. Too. Bill Cosby has been the biggest supporter of HSBCU in America's history. Like, Bigger than Tom Joyner. Yep. You've sent. I don't remember the number of of kids that you have sent to um um paid full tuition for, and and um but thousands. So, so all I'm saying is that we don't have a lot. You know, we have Oprah Winfrey, we have, you know, other people. But I've always said, like, like it hurt me when I look and see rappers like um, spraying champagne and cars and, 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 and uh, making money raining videos and stuff like that. And, and I believe that, like, people are, like, those in, in, in power, like, especially in the entertainment industry, they are okay giving like some of those dumb rappers billions or millions of dollars, turning them into millionaires because they know what? They're not going to change their community with their millions. But, but, but people that are changing the community with their millions, they become target. So all I'm saying is that for, for what, what is it? For who's giving much like, I can't remember the term, but when you have much, you owe to it to whom? the community. Yeah, to whom community. much is given, much is um, required. Yeah. And and I believe that there's enough millionaires, billionaires, especially people, people from immigrant background that because look at look at even um look at the Filipino community. Filipinos are, are, are new to America, um, compared to, to, to blacks and Jewish people and, and other groups. And they and they come and they, they stick in their community and and they pull each other up, like and and you would have to say that they are at a poorer level than 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 blacks in North America, but they come and they they do whatever they they do their 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 babysitting their um whatever they do housekeeping and they send for people back home and they open their little restaurant and they support and before you know it, like that group. It's going to take off before before black people because they, they they have the ingredient they work together like 10 of them in one in one house you know pull their money go shopping one you make a, a a list one cook this week one clean this week one and and that's how they organize themselves so we have enough money 
in North America where we can do that. But we're spending our money, our money's in our garage, and our money's around our neck. And that's the problem. <laughs> so the mindset, uh, the mindset, dog, go back to the mindset thing. Off am what? A couple weeks ago, I thought about the same mindset thing. You get me? I said, you have some people actually try to do the work, you know what I mean? But them alone can't do it. You know what I mean? That's just reality. And then you have some, um, and, and again, you have some rappers where them try to do them thing, you know what I mean? Because even with the whole gas thing either take place due to the Russia Ukraine thing, and I forgot the rapper name, um, but him, him, him people in them community, him tell them, say, yo, there's a gas station here, come cross, me pay for gas phone, and own yourself. Um, uh, what, what's the brother name? Uh, Roddy Rich just recently for the holiday, um, him go on supermarket and him make everybody know, say, yo, just bring up your grocery up front, me pay for all of that. No worry yourself, everything good. Enjoy my little gift to the tone during the holiday, as well as him that do other stuff. You know what I mean? Because Roddy Rich and a few others like him, I'd say, yo, buy, black, um, buy back the community. You get me? I say, and, and help out the youth and stuff like that. Uh, even Gunner, where they are prison right now, him dad do the same thing for film school. Put one, look up, like, um, like food and clothing thing in the high school where he used to go, so that, you know what I mean? You have to pay no money. You just go in, take food, take clothes, and I use that, and when I time to tap it up again, him stack it out all over again for keep it going. But whatever happened, him dad prison now. So, yeah, you have some of it, but, and then you have some low my vibrational mindset um, people, in, you know what I mean, including the rappers, where I just, they just have this gruff ghetto type, type of mentality where it's all about having materialistic stuff, you know what I mean? Yo, my, my house have to be how much millions of dollars. My car have to be how much millions of dollars. My jewelry have to be how much millions of dollars. I got dinner at the club. I got dash money. Um, we got to buy a beer gun. Give my friend them. So you got to have them people there as well. And again, um, um, what, what name again? Doctor Claude Anderson. I'm not gonna stop talking about him because I preach about is black economics. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tell you as it is. We are going to get left if we don't do what we're supposed to do. Unify, put our money together, have people in our governance, um, uh, um, build an economy. Because, uh, as you can see, if you don't have none of them things there, the body not going to take you serious. People just are going to continue to walk over you and all these things. People are going to so, get other preference before even you. As next so, year, mindset, right? Mindset. Yes, it's all about the mindset. All Come right. together. Stop trying to have a, a flask on, on your brother and your sister. Stop, you know, a stun on each other. You know what I mean? For, for, yo. I think the issue, Alpha, is how mm. we need to learn to prioritize what's important. And when we gain that understanding, right? And yes, we can make the excuse about we weren't taught financial literacy. It's so funny that we can go on the internet to learn everything else. We can go there to learn how to twerk. We can go there to learn what's the latest um, song. We can go there to learn a myriad of things. But the things that are of significant relevance, we skip over those things. So it, as you said, it goes back to mindset. Once we get that changed and I have to keep it moving, Gotta keep it. Go ahead, Sin, and then we I, I was just saying, like, how many 
of us encouraging people around us to be in an accounting profession, a CPA, a tax attorney, uh, any person in the accounting field. I think that's what's really, really needed because what, just to sum up what everyone was saying, that's great, mm-hmm. but we need to have that, those black CPAs. It's like the most underrepresented group for CPA. I think there's only like 2% or three, the last time I wow. um, which is, that's necessary. So if you don't know what there's a, there, we are super behind, right? When it comes to black CPA. So if you know a black CPA, ask them how you can support them, ask them if they're looking for any interns and, and things like that. Um, that is like one of the most important professions. Now you don't have to be a CPA, but even an accountant, um, they're mm-hmm. very, very underrepresented. So I think what everyone was saying, like, yeah, you can buy the car, you can do that. But structure your business so that you can take write-offs. Right. All these donations, all these things could be written off. And then that's just going to promote what you're doing. Those turkey giveaways, like these celebrities, they write all of that off. But these are write-offs. Right? When when, um, the grocery store donates a turkey, that's a write-off to them. We just have to learn how to, like, structure um, our finances in a way that benefits not only us, but the community. I, I agree, Sin, and I'm glad you mentioned that because offline I'm going to reach out to you and um, my friend from high school who has her um, tax and consulting service in New York, 81 Tax Prep, you'll hear me reference her sometimes, Donna Ingram, um, she hosts lives all the time and people will not show up the way they should within our own communities. And she's giving free information. She partners with people to bring awareness. She covers individual taxes, business taxes, um, talks about how to get business funding, uh, immigration services, this thing. I learned about ITIN. I never knew what ITIN was. And I'm like, there are things available for people who are not documented. For yes. free. <laughs> for free. And for I, free. I, I learned about it because I create a lot of her pamphlets and, um, business um material that is distributed and when i remember when she reached out to me and i'm like what the heck is it in and she was telling me i'm like oh my gosh there are opportunities here for people and people are not taking advantage of it and she's giving out yes in the information for free she has partnered with people who have volunteered to come on these lives for free she does strategy calls she and the other thing that we need to move away from within our black community is always looking for cheap, 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 cheap. When are we going to invest in ourselves? If, if you reach out to someone and they tell you that their consultation fee is $200, why are you fronting on that $200 that could help you secure $20,000? We don't want to invest in ourselves. We want everything to be given to us, handed out to us. But we will quickly run to Michael Kors, run to Coach, run to Burberry, run to Gucci, run to wherever. We'll take our tax returns and dump in those stores, but we will not take our tax returns and invest in something that could give us the advantage. Mindset. Thank you, Afo. We need 
to change our mindset. Information is there. She, she every day she's on um Instagram or on TikTok posting up. Get the information, folks. Get the information. What are your plans for your tax returns coming 2023? When you get that money, are you going to make Gucci richer? Are you going to make East Saint Laurent richer? Are you going to make Prada richer? Are you going to be investing in brands? Build your brand. And when I say build your brand, I'm not necessarily talking about a business. Your brand is you. You are a walking brand. Are you going to further your education? You don't have to go to school full time. There's something that you're interested in. Go get certification in it at night. Okay, you don't want to do that. There's YouTube University. You can learn so much there. What are you going to invest in yourself? Are you going to run and get the latest pair of Air Jordans to put on your children that they're going to outgrow in a couple of months? So while you're busy making everybody else rich while you remain stagnant. And wealth is not always dollars and cents. It's your knowledge. Something that cannot be removed from you. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. And yes, yes, Crystal, free and free comes at a cost. But what is the cost? The cost could be two hours out of your day. It could be four hours out of your weekend. It could be a weekend that you have to sacrifice. Give up that Sunday brunch this weekend. Forget about going to the mall this weekend and say, you know something, this Saturday and Sunday, I am going to align myself with people who I can learn from. Let me see if I can volunteer. And everything is always about getting paid. And that's another thing. Everything for us is money, 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 money. It's not always about getting paid. The experience, and I think Javette said this last week, that internship that you can do with a friend or a family member in their business might be the very thing that you need to propel you and set you up for success and then you can turn around and do something for somebody else mindset just change our mindset people we keep waiting for reparation you create your own reparation anything else that come is extra stop waiting for handouts get up and get it done and stop making excuses we are quick to make excuses we find an excuse for everything. We're not solution-oriented, and we need to be that more. We recognize the problem, find a solution. If you can't think of a solution on your own, reach out to somebody who, has, who, who you think you can get a solution from. You don't want to tell them your business? Fine. Create a scenario. Say, you know, I heard this person talking about them. Boy, them said them don't know which direction to go in. Now. Them don't know it has to be you. Move in silence that way. Lack of knowledge. We shall perish. All right? There are opportunities, folks. Let's jump on them. Don't let them pass us by. Real quick, let me see if I can get through this. Time is a going. Five suspects arrested for keeping a woman caged as a sex slave in a Georgia home. And this is out of our Believe It or Not stories. Courtesy of BallerAlert.com. So. Mm -mm -mm -mm. DeMichael Dawson, 24, Shauna Powell, 32, 
Angelica Figueroa, 29, Dawson Weston, 19, and Savannah Piazzi, 18, were all arrested at the Augusta home on November 29. They have been charged with kidnapping, false imprisonment, aggravated assault, and weapons charges. In addition, Dawson was charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. And Dawson is the 19-year-old. Okay, all right. The 20-year-old woman was discovered in a feces-filled dog cage by a former resident who returned to the home to pick up some of her belongings, or their belongings, rather. One of the residents explained that the victim was being kept in a cage because she stole something and would be kept as a sex slave until she paid it back. The New York Post reports that when deputies arrived at the home, the victim was found on a bed with injuries to her face. The terrified woman had severely bruised and swollen eyes. Neighbors tell WRDW that cops have been called to the residence before. I'm glad that I can bring my daughter outside and not have to worry about gunshots going off or anything like that, one neighbor told the outlet. The outlet also reports that more than half of the suspects involved have previously been arrested. Figueroa has previously been charged with battle, while Dawson has a has an arson, burglary, and a theft charge on his rap sheet. Powell has also faced battery charges along with terroristic threats from last year and operating an unauthorized vehicle with blue lights from earlier this year. Oh, my God. None good for the other. None good for the <laughs> other. One bagger, one bagger throw the trash out. Really? You are putting somebody in a dog cage because they stole something from you and they're going to have to pay it back so you keep them as a sex slave. What did this person steal and what is the value of it? And how long have you had this person as a sex slave? Would you want to be treated that way? All you need to go back to jail, right back in jail and sit there for a very, very, very long time. All right. In entertainment news, Megan the Stallion makes history as first black woman on Forbes 30 Under 30 cover. Meg The Stallion became the female rapper to watch since bursting onto the scene doing ciphers on her college campus. Since then, the rapper has become famous for her infectious confidence and draw-dropping lyrics and is now closing out 2022 on the heels of success. The H-Town hottie now holds the title of the first black woman ever to grace the cover of Forbes 30 under 30 issue. Okay, go on with your bad self, Meg the Stallion. And Will Smith opens up about life post Oscar slap. Says the incident was rage that had been bottled up a really long time. Um, hello, uh, Will. We knew that. We we, we spoke about that right here. Uh, we diagnosed you. Yeah. Um too late <laughs> yeah we caught that well you, you're yeah a little too late yeah an oklahoma country singer this one is interesting an oklahoma country singer was married on a saturday died a few hours later this story was initially came out the 30th of november and i haven't had the chance to get to it uh country singer jake flint died on sunday hours after getting married according to the oklahoman Flint married his wife, Brenda, on the Saturday and by Sunday morning, dead in his sleep. He was 37. 
cause of death has not yet been determined. Ouch. I don't know. Girl, what did you do to that man? You put it on him so hard that he died? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, Long slams Boston Celtics for publicizing her partner's affair with the female staffer. Yeah, story courtesy of Bala Alert. <laughs> in the interview with The Hollywood Reporter, the Boys in the Hood actress slammed the team for making the situation public without considering the effects, the, the effects it may have on her family. She even revealed that she had to remove her 11-year-old son, Kaz, from school due to the affair being the topic of conversation. Mm. I think the most heartbreaking thing about uh, all of this, she said, okay, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where did this appear to? I'm so sorry. Okay, here we go. It's back. I think the most heartbreaking thing about all of this was seeing my son's face when the Boston Celtics organization decided to make a very private situation public. Hmm. She did not go into detail regarding her current relationship status, but confirmed that she and her sons plan to move back to California from Boston. Aside from Kez, which she shares with Udoka, Long shares a 21-year-old son with actor Masai Dorsey. Um, in my opinion, I think she knew about this affair and just, you know, went along with it. And, you know... People just had to put people's business out there. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. So Jeffrey Epstein's estate settles a civil court with Virgin Islands for $105 million. Courtesy of Ball Alert. In order to resolve claims that Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein exploited the U.S. Virgin Islands as the center of a sex trafficking operation, the estate of the late billionaire has agreed to pay the territory more than $105 million. Attorney General Denise N. George sued Epstein nearly three years ago as he awaited trial on sex trafficking charges before he committed suicide in 2019. This settlement restores the faith of the people of the Virgin Islands and that its laws will be enforced without fear or favor against those who break them. We're sending a clear message that the Virgin Islands will not serve as a haven for human trafficking. And our last story on the entertainment scene. Yes, we were able to get it in, get them in, get it in, get it in. Okay. Young Jock is calling Nicki Minaj bully-ish and says female rappers will not be around much longer. Oh, well, not because your time expired, Young Jock. Wait. Uh, have several seats yeah he's sharing his opinion on the future of female rappers he sat down recently with vlad where he explained he believes female rappers won't be around too much longer let's think of colonies he began the colony will do anything and everything for the queen women are celebrated differently they're held at a higher regard for certain things women don't really want to share and sometimes they don't want to share the spotlight he continued, it's already hard for women to find their place anyway. Mm, even now you got all these female rappers. Let's give it another six months. Let's give it to this time next year. And let's see if we got this many female rappers that's buzzing. I bet you won't. Okay, ladies, we're going to prove him wrong. 
prove that you can show the spotlight, please. Please, please do shut him up. Jack, how about you talk about how hard men make it for women to thrive in the business? How about you talk about why the need to sleep with every female that wants to get into the business? Are you guys sleeping with the men too? Hmm. Do you hold the men at the same standard that, oh, you got to sleep with me if you want to get through these doors? Come on. Stop the BS. Sorry. I, 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 I. Oh, I need it. Oh, I think I need it. I, I, I. Don't know if it's me or it's you. Don't know if you're telling the truth. Something tell me stop and regroup. But I don't know. Thank you to everyone that logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone who listened on JanoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you were listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Remember, coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, it is Days After Dark, Real Relationship Talk. Join the crew, Sinatra, Solo, and Marlon alongside Moments with me. Yes, we're going to indulge in something interesting. Tune up, join us live on QMCRadio.com. JohnNoRadio.com or enjoy the conversation right here on Clubhouse. Whatever you do, folks, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here. Coffee and Toe. QMC Radio, John No Radio. This is Moments with me signing out. I want to jam it with you. We're jamming. jamming. I wanna jam it with you. We're jamming. jamming. And I hope you like jamming too. Jamming, 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 jamming. I wanna jam it with you.